Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I'm the Dude79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague and renowned piece of shit. That's right. Mr. Fanboy Tone. What's yes. going on, dude? I'm surprised you made it here with all the smoke everywhere. Uh, Well, hey, it was good because I actually have now officially tied a rope from your front driveway to mine. So at worst, <laughs> I can pull through. Uh, yeah, wow. What a... What a this is crazy, man. What it's a, crazy. What a lifetime. What a last couple weeks. What a last couple months. What a last couple years. And now, now the fires that are raging, unfortunately, and sadly enough, the wildfires that are raging uh, in Canada are uh, giving us, uh, you know, the rest of the world some real bad uh, polluted air. So there's parts of the United States right now. Uh, Philly looks like that as well, too. New York Manhattan is crazy. looks like uh, you're on Mars. Yeah, it so. is a shit show. Like, it's it, like... I complain about what we got, the smoke we have here. It it is pales in comparison to the shit that's going on, like New York and Philly. They had to cancel the Tigers game tonight because of it. It is bonkers how much this smoke has affected us. Like we had a fire here up in Grayling a couple days ago. Is it still still going? That is out now. They put that out. Yeah, it was like three thousand. Yeah, we had a lot of smoke coming from that. We had a lot of smoke coming from Canada. So I mean, it was it was pretty bad here the other day. But the Grayling fire is out now. But the ones going on in Canada are still roaring, and the smoke is just fucking insane, dude. There was an awesome photo I meant to send you on Twitter this morning of somebody who had a shot of Manhattan. From a distance, and then they took Godzilla and superimposed him in to like the cloud, and yeah. it looked pr- like it looked like he was back right. there by the Empire State Building. And I was like, dude, that. Somebody goes, oh, there he is, <laughs> and it was it was pretty there cool. Looking. It looked creepy too, because like it was all cloudy. He was just like superimposed, where they had like the opacity of it like really low, so you could just see the outline of it. it Look like he was lurking in the background. I was like, that's actually kind of fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mikey Much said a lot a lot of smoke coming out this bowl right hey, now. Hey. Yeah. What up? Let's go. What yeah, up, it's brother? Wednesday. Why not, dude? Yeah. It's yeah, it's it been a, it's you know what? Normally we talk when we open the show, it's like, man, I'm fucking tired because of like work or life or whatever. We are. I'm fucking tired, but it's because of a goddamn video game. God damn it. I mean, seriously. Some dude. of you guys got real problems. Like I know it's I know like I, I like I sit there and say, Oh, I've I've played so much. But then I, I think about cuddles and I think about Brian and think I haven't played shit. Because opening night of early access, everyone was on playing. And then I got up the next morning. And when I looked in the Discord, mm. Brian was still playing Diablo 4 as I'm getting ready to go to work. I'm I like, know. my man is dedicated. It's wild. He went hard. He's been going hard every night. I think Brian's got like 250 hours. There are some folks who, yeah, like I don't think any. Like that's the thing. It's like I got to balance a lot of things right now going on. So yep. like I can't dedicate many nights in a row playing this game if i could i would i just can't right now but i'll tell you when i can squeeze in what i think is going to be a half hour or hour oh, which yeah, will turn no. into two or whatever like it is well it's diablo like listen it's diablo and that's all if you've you're new to it a little bit or you played three was your first or whether you've been playing as long as i have since the 90s you know it there's just something special about those style of games, the isometric style that Diablo is really the one that hooked me first. And man, oh man, it is it is menu heavy. It is grinding. It is numbers. <laughs> and for somebody that hates math, oh. you got to do a lot of math. There's a lot of math. There's a on. lot of awesome math. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on there. And yeah, it's crazy to see that. Uh, that it's just I, I can't think of the last time 
a game was released. There was a game a few years back, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of people playing. That's crazy. Everybody's <laughs> playing this. There has not been a game that I can think of maybe since either Diablo 3 or SimCity 4 or something like that mm-hmm. that I just look online, and there's just like everybody, every platform's playing the same thing right now. Yep. And people that weren't going to play or maybe on the fence are picking up and playing, and then yep. you're finding out, hey, I know seven people that's playing. Those seven people know seven people. <laughs> it's like it's a, it's a whole thing. It, it's, 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 a, it's wild, but – at the same time, it's it's amazing. It is Diablo, and and now, now look, I, I I'm hyped about this, and I'll be curious to see if the if we maintain that momentum going forward. <laughs> but last week, Cuddles was like, "Hey, should we start a Discord? Because there's multiple communities. There's, right. uh, there's us, there's Cuddles, there's Seventy, and then there's Trinor Studios, and we all play games together. And then like I was like, "Well, hey, should we just build a Discord for all of our communities for people who want to play uh, Diablo Four? Right. And make it like a central it. hub because obviously with the voice channels, all these uh, the consoles now they all have uh, Discord support. Yes, and it's easy to have like voice chat with people who are on different platforms. And so we're like, yeah, man, that's a great idea. Run with it. And dude, we're up to like thirty-one like clan members right now in our Diablo Diablo Four clan. Yeah, Live Laugh Lilith is the name of that clan, and we have thirty-one members. And and people are playing, man. Like I hop in there even during the day when I'm at work. People in some of the voice chats playing, they're they're playing games, talking, shooting the shit or whatever. Uh, I, you know what, Blanco, that is something I meant to do tonight, and I did not get to it. But good idea. I appreciate being on top of it. Uh, but I did not get any of that shit done tonight prior to the show. Total slacker. But we, I know I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. It was a busy day. But no, we will get a link up for the Discord. Actually, Blanco, if you want to hop into the Discord and just create an invite. Uh, and throw that in here. Throw it in the chat so people can join if they want to. Um, because right now, like I said, it's active. Uh, there you go. Hey, yeah, Blanco, if you could, I uh, appreciate it, man, because uh, Mikey Much wants to uh, get an invite to that Discord. Yeah, yeah. Can you all speak louder? This dungeon is loud. Cuddles, see? Cuddles is multitasking. He's modding and he's playing. <laughs> that is because his new, I don't know if he's still running with the Thor build of his character. His I saw him the other night. I'm like, nuts. hey, you need to turn that game because the volume on that was loud. He's just sitting there. With like tornadoes and lightning torching entire <laughs> room solo as a druid, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking crazy. So, yeah, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty fucking wild. So, no, that is, uh, but we were clearing night. See, those guys, those guys are on to like tier three, so they get the nightmare dungeons. Oh, like, you're they're, jumping, they're playing the hardcore okay. shit right yeah, now. Yeah. I am at level 47. I hopped in and did a couple more missions with, uh, with Springsdorf last night. I'm on, I'm in the middle of Act Five. <laughs> Act Four was a breeze. Act Four, you literally do one thing, and you're just like done with Act Four. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So we're about halfway through Five. Um, I can't hurry, man. I only got so much time during the day, but I'll be there at some point. I'll, I'll, I'm I'll, just glad. But see, that's a, the the beauty of our clan right now is there's so many people that are at different tiers, so everyone's got people to play with. Uh, and I'm just trying to play the game at my own pace, go through and do stuff. So. Uh, last act is the best by far. I've heard a lot of people talking about some cutscenes that go on in Act Six. Some wild shit goes on to set up kind of like the game going forward as it enters like that live service uh, uh, roadmap or that path that it's going to go down. I figure I'll hit tier four by next summer, so I'm not. I, I, <laughs> I, I, it's going to be a slow race for me. And like I said, like we'll see in the next you know couple weeks, month, how long this sustains. So far, so good. There's a lot of staying power, but we're only like you know less than a week into it as well, too. But 
you know, um, I just don't got that time right now in life. At some point in the near future, hopefully in the next few months, mm-hmm. I'll be able to find that time and I can sit down and grind some out, you know, yeah. as well, too. Because really, there's not a lot of games this year that are on my docket that I'm really worried about outside playing PSVR games and things like that. And really only a couple of my Street Fighter 6 has just come and gone, dude. I feel like nobody's talking I, about Street Fighter 6. I haven't touched it. I mean, I don't see anybody talking about it on social media. I, like, haven't, I can't. I haven't touched is, it. Did Diablo Four just come in and be like, "Get out of here, bro"? I, it, it's done something, and and Six got really good reviews. Six actually technically is that the best reviewed review? better out of Diablo Four. Oh yeah, I don't see anybody talking about fucking yeah, it's, Street it's, Fighter. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, I, I I know. I see. I know Mike's playing it. I know a few people that are playing Six and saying the same shit, but. I haven't even had time barely to play Diablo like I'd like, so it's it's you know it is what it is. But um, I just I like seeing it thrive. I like seeing uh, a game like that you know doing as well as it is. So right. What's up, March? Tears of the Kingdom is what got, is what I'm playing. I'm telling you right now, there are some time sync games there out there right now. Some Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo Four, right Street Fighter Six. I mean, if any for the seven people who are playing it right now because i feel like one street fighter 6 came out and then diablo 4 came out and i was like oh well i gotta go play diablo 4 i I think i was looking the other day on my friends list and i think i saw i think two people playing street fighter and everybody else was on diablo but i I mean street i mean honestly fighting games don't have a huge i don't have a whole list of people that play but i i just know there's one or two particular people that they play mostly fighting games right those were the ones i'd expect um but everybody's on diablo my entire yeah, it's, I'm telling you, and I think wow. I think part of that is also because Diablo is, is now that it is a live service game, you've got that FOMO effect kicking in. A lot of people are trying to get through it right. because they want to be ready to go when the first season drops in July, and it's gonna be it's gonna be chaos, man. And I feel like that's a, we'll, we'll talk about Diablo here shortly. We're, we're, we're gonna got, jump full into that. Sure, honestly, it doesn't really. I mean, yeah, I guess at that point it just depends on the controller ecosystem or PC you want because. With the cross play, that's the best part about it. And cross yeah. save, it doesn't matter where you play, just and, and, deciding on what you want to play on. And Dr- Draston will attest to this, and I know you and I feel the same way. Like, this is probably the most controller friendly Diablo game that we've had. Like, this game works perfectly on a gamepad. Like, yeah. I, I can't even, like, like normally I, when I try to do mouse and keyboard, I'm a disaster. But I feel like, you know, the transition from PC primary right. to a console game. The fucking gameplay is great on a game pad. Yeah, and, you know, 3 did a really good job coming from PC and adapting to a controller. I was quite surprised. Actually, I want to say Drassen was one of the first people to say, you should try it. Like, you know, try it on console. It's actually kind of fun because of the role. Yeah. Um, I believe he was one of the first people that said that. But um, And I was surprised that somebody who played Diablo 3 pretty heavy right at the get when that was released in day one and everything. But um, this is a whole different story right now with that fact. Like, I, I would love to play with a mouse and keyboard. I'd... How I've always played Diablo uh, primarily this is the first time I've led with controller, but you know it's it's either using a little screen right now or a fucking seventy five inch TV. But yeah, I'm just I'm glad to see a game like this thrive. I've got a lot of thoughts on the Activision side of Acta Blizzard and Vivendi sure. and all these stuff as well too. But you know Blizzard, you know classically has made a lot of things I've loved over time. So mm-hmm. um, it's the the industry is good when a game like Diablo is doing what it's doing because. Yeah, they did some bits of the mobile gaming and pissed people off when they first announced it. You guys played it for a week, but now, but <laughs> that died fast, right? But to be able to come out and do something that literally brings so many people together on different consoles, nobody's talking about caring who's playing what because right. you're all playing together and you're getting one of the best style of gameplay games, and you're getting new people in it as well too. 
I mean, that's a that's a time to be exciting in video games because this doesn't happen very often. And, and honestly, I figure at this point, Diablo 4 has kind of created an etch in the video game timeline at this point, and they're going to look back and they say, that's the way to do I mean, that's the way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. have that cross-play, have that cross-save, get it done, get it, whatever. So, um, See, now here's the question, dude, and this awesome. I think this is going to be, like, the big conversation over the next couple of weeks. Like, obviously, Street Fighter Six has come out, Diablo 4 has come out, and as good as Street Fighter is, Diablo 4 has taken the taken the, the limelight. And no one's like, talking it is, about it. It's on them. Now, what happens that's fine. That's fine. when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object like Final Fantasy 16? That comes out in two weeks. Is Diablo still going to have that that momentum going into Final Fantasy 16? And what kind of like right. impact is that going to I don't make? know that. Uh, it's one of those things where like if Street Fighter might be Street Fighter is a long, long is like a plays long game. Like sure. Diablo will be around forever. People will come and go with that. Like I've came and went with Diablo three many times. Sure, like pick it up one night or have a LAN party with three or four people and play it while drinking or whatever it would, and then get the get that grind feel, grind it for a few weeks or whatever. But the thing is, is Street Fighter will continue to do what it does. That that the fighting game community people don't play anything outside of Street Fighter. So mm-hmm. to them, while we're talking to this, it's like listen to Charlie Brown. Right, 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 right. They don't, right, they don't right. give a shit. They, that's going to do what it's going to do. They're going to have their own issues when Tekken comes out and then and then Mortal Kombat. Now, I mean, yeah, for sure. In the fighting game, I mean, they're, they're worried about Evo. They're worried about other things. Right. They don't give a shit at what's going on right now. Guys like me who you know, like to dabble in some of them, you know, I might say, okay, well, this is this is what's going on. I care, but I, I can't play this. But yeah, that that now Final Fantasy 16, I feel, is kind of the same as well too. I think there's a lot more people that play both of those mm-hmm. compared to like Street Fighter, maybe Diablo. Um, but you know, there's a lot of us out there that are grandpa a little bit about Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. We're still yeah. Have you seen the reports about Square Enix saying they're a little concerned about the uh, underperforming pre-orders? Yep. So Under, I mean, under- underwhelming. Hey, I'm just saying, like the guy. I think they're waiting for the. I think they're waiting for the. I think a lot of. Well, I think a lot of us, like I think it's 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 the ones that aren't simping for the stupid combat that they're trying to go with. Sure. You know, I think some of us want to get our hands on it. So I think that's that's part of it. I think there's a lot of things in play with it too. And to be fair, uh, you know, I I don't pre-order a lot of games these days. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so for me, like I've you know, as somebody who was on that side of the counter. Um, at the same time, like, and been burned with, like, Callisto Protocol and everything, too. Like, I- I'm I'm more, like, I'm not in a rush for sure. everything, for right. some things. Uh, I want to play the demo. We'll see from there. And then I- I'll probably eventually get it. Right. But, you know, it's it's going to be a harder spend. It's tough, if I can man. barely play, if I can't touch Street Fighter now and I can barely get time in for Diablo, I'm not going to give a crap of the stupid pre-order bonus <laughs> just to get fucking Final <laughs> Fantasy 16 when three months down the road it might be a questionable game. Might We don't know. Right. And I can get it for 40 bucks. Right. Tony, man, like all of a sudden this, like right now with these games heading into the fall, like all of a sudden we have this major backlog. This major backlog of games. I'm like, it's just yeah. like, where did this? Like, normally the summer months are your lull, your your summer lull of video games. I think I think two things at play. I think they figured it out years ago um, when they started doing the Friday releases. They started doing the, the the spring releases. Fourth quarter releases are just they're for Call of Duty, and that's really about it. And like a couple other big ones, Assassin's like Creed, exactly. and all that shit. Um, but not only that, I think COVID still affected as well too. I think COVID still the ripple effects of that. Like the release windows, just they've been thrown out the window. Yeah, literally, it's your release I mean, windows year round now. They're, they're, yeah, it's, it, it, it should be because you know if there's not a lot of competition out there, mm-hmm. other games that might not thrive can thrive because of that now as well too. Or you got games that are coming out on stacked on top of each other. Like 
<laughs> we said like six months ago, I'm like, I got Final Fantasy Street Fighter and Diablo in like a month's time. Like it's gonna be yeah. tough. Uh, but you know, now at this point, you know, I mean, Diablo's Diablo. I'm just saying. Yeah, the backlog is too long, and games, and and that's the thing. That's yep. another. The game yep. games are expensive. Yep, you got the be backlog is getting massive, and you know, it's, by not having everything everything in the right. fall where I can save up and buy the four mm-hmm. big titles I want in the fall. Now I got to try to budget for everything throughout right. the year, which is fucking impossible. And not only that, it's summertime, so you got to save your dollars yep. for ice cream, <laughs> ice cream, and ice hot cream dogs, and Vienna hot dogs, and Vienna Coco Vienna hot dogs. Yeah, you got to have those priorities straight. It's pretty too, simple, so, dude. Yeah. Those are those are must buy things. Must buy things. So. Uh, anything else going on with you, man? How's the house hunting going? <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck the housing market. Fuck every single fucking everything. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, that's my. that's the that's the housing market right now. Ooh. There was okay. Uh, there was a house I was really interested in. Uh huh. Really, really wanted. It was twenty k under like what I figured it would go for, and found out uh, that they paid two hundred thousand cash. Straight cash, homie. Cash. They want Randy Moss straight they, cash. Five homie. offers and it went for double six figures. Wow. No one's touching that. No one's touching that. I went to look at it. I turned down the street that Half-Ass Beer Review lives on. Yeah. I'm there at his house probably at least we'll say once, maybe twice a month, right? Dead street. It was the busiest I've ever seen it, and people were lined out the door and down the street, cars and everything. Wow. So I went over to his house, and we drank uh, porch beers for a couple hours. So Hey, that's not a bad bad way to end the day. So, yeah, so the house hunt sucks. It's terrible. Fuck this housing market. Fuck all of it. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. So, man, that's that's fucking sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what I've been up to. I'm uh, just playing Diablo. There you go. That's that's pretty much it. That's the really end. all there is. Hey, tell everybody it. about the 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 home run. Oh, Anderson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, the that. other night, or it was on Saturday, at the end of the game, Anderson had bases. No, he had two runners on, and he hit a ball that went way into the outfield and he cleared the bases and made it all the way around. So infield home run basically. Infield Fuck. I mean outfield home run. Yeah, yeah, but, but okay. smoked it and dude that kid was beaming. I bet. He was beaming and so was I. I was yeah. just like run when he was rounding yeah. first. I'm like, go his coach was like, go, go, go. Like he yeah. was he was pretty hyped, yeah, dude. Pretty he was pretty hyped. So base hit with it. <laughs> No man, he hit it. He hit it out to the field, and they couldn't. They they had to chase it down, and he just hustled. He hustled, man. So it was it was really awesome, man. It was just cool to see him like that confidence you get from that, and just having a great time. Like it was really cool, man. I was super proud of him. So, uh, do you need some tricky rage at the games? Not yet. Actually, we did play a team last night, and you know I'm not gonna get into names or anything like that. But there, but one of the coaches is kind of like the I'm gonna take it serious, even though these kids are in kindergarten. And, like, our coach is, like, being super reserved, and he's, he's showing some restraint. Like, he, this other guy, other coach is just piping off, piping off, piping off constantly, just little things, bitch, bitch, bitch. And our coach is just like, okay, yep, okay, uh, uh. And, like, towards the end, like, I'm like, you could tell, like, it was it was hitting a boiling point. Like, like my, our coach showed incredible restraint. If I had been out there coaching, yeah. I would have dropped an F-bomb and probably would have got thrown out of the league mm-hmm. because this guy was just super annoying. So, that was yesterday's game. A little, little, little intense towards the end of the game. Tensions were riding high, uh, and it was it was really annoying. Did you guys but, win? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We won. Okay, that's all that matters at the end of the day. That stick is it to that coach. Um, well, so I know we're about to jump into Diablo, but I do want moment. I do want to take a quick moment here. 
um, for anybody that is a longtime wrestling fan. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, maybe you don't know, but we lost one of the greats of wrestling that uh, many of us grew up as kids. The Iron Sheik today passed away. Iron Sheik was larger than life as a as a villain in wrestling um, when he started his entire gimmick with the Sheik. I mean, it just he's one of the early guys in like the early '80s when TV started getting really big with the wrestling. Mm-hmm. That just very iconic. Had some great feuds with guys like uh, Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter. Um, literally, like for as crazy of a, a getting he he was in real life he he was a crazy great family man yeah. loved going to these conventions seeing kids meeting people like he was he huge heart larger than life one of the literally literally and i mean this and i've said this for years the best twitter account ever oh to God, exist yeah, dude. now he probably doesn't run it it probably didn't or whatever it was if he did but, he said something like 15 hours before they posted that he passed he put something that said "fuck the wildfires." That was his last tweet. Yeah, yesterday. yeah, yeah. So it, you know, and he, he always did in cap locks. And, you know, yeah, I could always hear it in his voice as well too. So he always called everybody a jabroni. So, fuck, <laughs> so fuck the Hulk Hogan, fuck the death. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Iron, Iron Sheik. Sheik. Rest in peace, Bubba. So, Man, that was a that was a bummer. Who was the tag partner? The Russian dude. Uh, ca- what's his fucking name? Cuddles. No. I'm, yeah, right. Uh, Kosov something. Yeah, I can't think of his name offhand. Yeah, I can't think of his name offhand. But yeah, rest in peace to one of the greats uh, and just an incredible Twitter presence, man. He was fucking oh, amazing on Twitter. Yeah. Ivan, Ivan, yes. Ivan, uh, Ivan. something. Nikolai? Yeah. Nikolai, yeah, yeah. I think Nikolai, something like that. Yeah. Ivan Nikolai. Vokal, Vokal. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you got saving our ass in that one. Said something like that. <laughs> Nobody's getting right. Lundgren. Yeah, yeah we're just going to go with this Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Clearly, it's Dolph fucking Lundgren. All guys, right, so we'll just jump right into it, man. We've already talked we've a little bit about it, but, it. you know, some things that we, uh, we're we really digging. We've been playing Diablo 4. Yeah. I've got close to 30 hours in it. Uh, Cuddles and Brian have, we're talking months of time already. Everybody is simping for Lilith. Like, I have, we like, close to 30 are. hours, and it pales in comparison to everybody else. Like, that's uh, how fucking addictive this game is right now. We all are in love with the demon. We are. Lilith's a sexy. Uh, I just want her to wrap me in those bat bloody wings that oh she's got God. going on. That, that, yeah. Dungeon says this is easily the best Diablo story ever written. Act 6 has drawn a lot of hype, man, a lot of hype. There's a lot of things the game does that gives you perspective from a story standpoint. Just as a character, getting into an area and looking at the cathedral or whatever, yeah. everything they do. Now, the thing that I, I dig about this so far from what I played, and I know Drassen mentioned it the other night when I was playing with them, is like and then look I am not a Diablo kind of so I don't I haven't played Diablo one I've barely touched a little bit of the Diablo two remaster I spent a lot of time in Diablo three uh, but I do like Lilith because her character isn't I mean just a flat out bad character her intentions so, are like the way she's going through with carrying out her plan is nefarious but I mean not a hundred percent terrible person i mean you're 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 early on you're you're starting like even for me in act two i'm starting to see like i kind of see what's i see her perspective like when she's saying things i'm just like you know that's interesting yep yep yep. i'm not gonna say she's the savior but i will say interesting perspective on things yeah like thanos she's got some thanos for like what she's saying in some degree, it makes a little bit of sense, mm-hmm. even though or the way she's carrying hey, it out. The, the greatest the villains are the ones that you have some form of uh, empathy. Uh, empathy for. Yeah, so, when yeah. you can sit there and be like, I can kind of relate. Now, if you're relating to like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, that's different. That's not a good thing. Or if you're relating to 
Jason Voorhees, or if you're related to Hannibal, or you're related to Hannibal Lecter, seek help. But like something like this, I understand. What about Jack Napier? Oh my gosh! Oh, you hate Batman? I forgot. I I do not. Now stop it. Uh, But overall, dude, first of all, story and presentation. This, uh, it's like I said, the story is really, really good so far. It's very engaging, very thought provoking. Uh, The the voice acting is really fucking good. Lorath, like I want him to read me a bedtime story. Like, like, really, really good voice acting. Yeah, uh, yeah. The soundtrack, which is available now on Spotify and iTunes and what have you, is fucking incredible. It's about two hours and 45 minutes of fucking sexy-ass music. Mm-hmm. Big fan of what I've, I've listened to that for, like, yesterday and today so far. Like, two days in a row, been listening to that nonstop. Uh, I love the world itself. All the different regions kind of have, like, this their own aesthetic to them. Like, not everything looks the same in the open world the dungeons are fun and they're plentiful and there's a lot to do but they kind of like sometimes and they're kind of samey in the way that you play through them yeah they're, i mean I they're it. diverse in certain ways but sometimes that's the most samey aspect of the game yeah. is when you go and do the it's about that grind and that rng honestly like one of the best areas i've been in is the one i just finished i think in act one where you're walking through this thing and it just looks like a bunch piles of like guts are laying about yeah, all over yeah, like yeah. intestines and you see like what looks like like tentacly like fucking thing i'm like this is fuck yeah some of it gnarly. is cool like i said the aesthetic of it is cool it's just like the design itself is like it's just kind of the same you're going through you know this and that it's not like halo samey but you know it's it's still it's not as quite as diverse and like i feel like out in the open world there's way more secrets way more like like looks and crannies for you to find stuff those little arches or whatever those little, little uh altars they're kind of hidden throughout the map, so I really like that. Uh, but anything you want to talk about the story and presentation that's standing out to you? Well, I'm way behind you guys, uh, so uh, like I said, that that area really stood they're out all, to me. Oh, just, sorry, they're all they're always different, but they're all using the same resources in yeah, whatever, whatever yeah, region. Yeah. So I and, mean, even though their layout is different, it's still using the resources. So that's where the samey thing kind of comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, no, I just so far from presentation, um. Like I said, it just feels way more grandiose than I felt in a Diablo in a long, long time, if ever, really, I guess, obviously. Uh, and I really appreciate that. These mm-hmm. games typically don't always get that kind of lean. Right. Um, you know, even as somebody who's playing, like, Path of Exile and really all the other Diablos and other games that are isometric that are kind of like this as well, too. Yeah, it feels it very, yep, it just feels dangerous. Like, you just, I, you know, it's just, there's something about this game that already feels like this is, I mean, we were already stroking it or, or you know at the beginning of the show but yeah no overall just right now the presentation is is really quite surprising and th- partly because i honestly and, and i think i recently just told you and drastin this like last week i didn't watch a lot of the early cutscenes when they would throw them out no there. we skipped a lot in the beta or in the beta well no, no no not even that like when they would show stuff for the game oh like trailers and stuff i wouldn't i wouldn't watch any of this stuff oh, okay. i was kind of mm-hmm. waiting because i wanted to like build that hype and um, when I couldn't play the game initially as everybody else was, or mm-hmm. I was having issues, and then Friday the FOMO started kicking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then once I played it, I just felt like the world has, like, a, I've, it's been a long, tough year, and a lot of things going on, a lot of changes in life, and a lot of things I'm trying to do and everything. But, sure. like, that, even that first few hours of playing Diablo, a game like that, really, I know we use it for escapism sometimes, but I can honestly tell you that this game just, it does that because it's not a rage heavy game. It's just a very fun, right. comfortable game. So, no, I agree 100% on that. Um, in terms of like the gameplay, uh, the gameplay is fucking great. Like, it, it just feels really good to play. Uh, like I said, and it plays great on gamepad. Like, mm-hmm. like I understand mouse keyboard is where this kind of like stemmed from, 
but like playing on a gamepad, it's a very easy game to play on on gamepad. Like they really customize, they give you customization options, and it just a lot of it makes sense. It just mm-hmm. feels really good to play. The skill tree in this game, and I haven't even gotten to the Paragon stuff yet. I'm talking about like the base skill tree is fucking insane. There are so many different types of tiers in the skill tree. Some are defensive, some are passive, some are offensive, things of that nature. And what that allows you is there are several different build types that you can work towards. All of these different abilities have different synergies with one another. And so, I mean, it's not just as simple as like, I'm trying to play as a tanky, you know, absorb a lot of damage, but deal a lot of damage up close like Barbarian. But I know, like, Drassen has a different idea for what he wants for his Barbarian. Mm-hmm. And he's going to come up with something completely different. There is just Same. there is so much diversity with that skill tree mm-hmm. that everyone's going to be able to find something to play the game how they want to play it and be effective uh, mm-hmm. in, in combat. And there's already builds out there, and people that like to do that builds, that's fine. I'm not somebody that does that typically. Um, maybe down the road once you – because right now that grind to level 50 and to get to those higher tiers – it really doesn't matter what your mid max mm-hmm. are doing anything. At that time, that might be something to reflect on. But, like, I got an idea of how I like to build rogues, what I like to do with rogues, mm-hmm. and am I able to already do that right now? And that's enjoyable as well, too, because sure. you start figuring out, you're looking at the numbers, and you're like, this, this, this. Oh, but what if I do this, too, mm-hmm. then? See, what I'd like to do when I look at those builds that people put out there early on, I like to find those builds, find something that someone want to do, but then I like to deviate. Like like you said, take that ro- take what they have, which is probably a very general idea of what sure. you want from it. Like in my case, a, a tanky barbarian, but there's different ways that just kind of like sets you up to be like, okay, I'm going to go out and tweak this, try this right. instead. Find your own build. Like he, like Dungeon's going for, uh, 70's going for a bleed build. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking awesome. And it's going to be a little bit different than what I do. And that, but it's, it's, like I said, it's just so diverse. There's so many different options. And then take into consideration all the gear the weapon rolls, the armor rolls, and the perks that come on come to that. So you look at you build your your skill tree, you build your class that you want to do it, but then you got to start finding the right weapons and the perks on those weapons and and the numbers slotting them the way you want to. Yes, that are going to take advantage of the abilities that you put your points into. Dude, it is like you said, it's a gorp face fucking game where you just like if it's I feel bad streaming it and somebody said it the other night. They hopped into the stream and they're like, "Oh, dude's not talking to anybody." I'm like, "I'm sorry." Like when you sit there and pull up the menu and then, like you said, doing math, you're like looking mm-hmm. at all the different little stats on each weapon. You're like, "How is this gonna benefit me?" I wish I had this. I RPG wish I had that. RPG games are tough to stream, man. Man, they are, especially when they're, especially one like this that's so story heavy too. Because like I want to pay attention to the cutscenes. I want to. Some of the side quests have really good stories as well, so I want to listen to all yeah. what they're saying. It's it's a tough game to sit there and stream, but I like to stream because it's a cooperative game. And like the people that we play with, we're all fun and have a good time. There's good laughs, but there's other times where it's like when you get into the combat, you are fucking z- zeroed in, like yeah. you are locked in, and it's really difficult to stream. But it's still fun yeah. to stream because you're playing with your friends. Yes. Um, but like it, when you get to the end of the day, tone obviously the controller it feels good to play. It's great mm-hmm. presentation. The questions I have, man is end game content now obviously like cuddles and those guys they're moving into tier three tier four um but i'm talking more or less like end game content what's going to be waiting for us when the season pass the first season kicks off mm-hmm. like is that season pass going to make me want to grind is there going to be enough on that season pass to entice me to continue going out there and grind obviously this is a massive world to explore there's a lot of stuff to do and when we get to tier three, there's more activities and a whole swath of things that are unlock. But is the end game going to be enticing enough 
to continue to make us want that to That is always the question on any game, no matter if it's Diablo or anything like this. Now, Diablos in the past didn't have seasons. That's something that I think, uh, you know, something like Path of Exile, for instance, which is a free-to-play Diablo-style, isometric-style game. Mm-hmm. I feel like Diablo took a lot of things that Path of Exile did that made that better than Diablo 3, which was smart. Mm-hmm. And Diablo's trying to kind of do the same thing as well, too. So, you know, you want to keep people longevity because it, it is a live service game. So mm-hmm. um, you want to keep people hooked. So, yes, you got to have good uh, uh, content to, grow, you know, to keep people coming back. It depends also on the kind of game you are, truth right. be told, yeah. because some people aren't overly worried about how great the content is because, you know what, at the end of the day, wise man once said, got to get your grind right. right. And yeah. sometimes yeah. you just want to grind. Sometimes that's all that matters. You know what I mean? And if they if they entice you with certain things, whether it's cosmetics or something like that, and I do have thoughts on that, by the way, too. Um, but, you know, it, it, yeah, is it going to hook? It's got to have content, but they also need to do content to keep this going if they want to keep it going for yeah. a while. Add, like, you know, like he's saying, like, you know, Dungeon said two DLCs coming out for things in that nature. Yeah, uh, here's what Rod, here's what Rod well Ferguson too, so. said. I'm going to touch on that real quick. Rod Ferguson, this was just before launch. He said, as I sit here, we're about to launch the main game. We're finishing up Season 1. We're working on Season 2. We're working on Expansion 1, and we're kicking off Expansion 2. All that is happening right now. So, I mean, we do know he did confirm two expansions are, are being worked on right now. Okay. We have two seasons that they pretty much got set to go. But, like, like, here's what I want, man. Like, when it comes to, like, live service games, right. like something like Destiny 2, it's the unannounced shit that I fucking love. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when people, you might have told you there were several times where, like, I'd be playing Destiny 2, and something in the world would seem off. Mm-hmm. There was one time where, like, this portal just opened up. I think it was on, um, might have been IO. A portal opened up, and people were like, what is that portal? And so, like, when the portal would open up, people would kind of, like, run around and try to find something. And then they found, like, there was this guy spawning. They're like, oh fuck, we gotta kill him. And so they kill him, and then the portal would open. And then they go in there and there's a there's an exotic mission. You're an exotic a whole mission that Bungie didn't announce, yeah. but people stumbled upon it. Like those are the types of things that I feel like make live service games so enjoyable. Right. When things like that where the community has to discover. You can sit there and roadmap and give me, hey, here's an expansion and here's a new character. But when you drop that shit unannounced that the community comes upon. That's where I get hyped. Yeah, and like I also would say too, to be fair, like yeah, we want Romac, we want longevity. Like, while it's not an MMO, there's like elements of it. It's live service games, so we want those. But I would even say on the on the fair side of it too, like the experiences we've already got and the hours we're gonna put or have put into it, even if they fall flat on some of that content, sure, we've paid sixty to eighty dollars or ninety dollars more on a game that you've gotten more content on games that you've put like. I'm always going to go back to that fucking remake of Resident Evil 3 when you could yeah. beat it for a second time or the first time between six, six to eight hours <laughs> yeah. for $60. It's yeah. not a, like I said, like I'm always going to go back to those sort of things because you're in time, like you can't put a price tag on your, on your, your, your fun. I, I get that. But like when somebody brings up, like you got to watch your pocket or summertime, you need ice cream. There is some value in, in, in the time that you put into things. It's a valuable commodity. It's the most priceless piece of thing that we got. It's time. So like, even if they're not great, I would already say, like, by the time you get there, you do some nightmare, you're still a couple weeks deep. He's gotten 72 hours far. Think how many other games people have put in with that kind of money for those kind of hours. Yeah. There's not, you know, a lot. So, um, yes, at the end of the day, we want that kind of content. You want that kind of longevity because it could kick off Diablo 5 in three, four years. Who knows? Because right. it took us fucking, what, 10 or 12, 13, 12 years to get this from three, I think, or something I mean, like 10 that? Years, 10 years, 10 to 12 years, somewhere along yeah, 10 years, so. yeah. 
Now, I want you to mention the cosmetics. What, what, what was so the co- I so I don't mind like Path of Exile, for instance, and I'm gonna use it because it's the best example. is a free to play isometric Diablo style game. Sure. And I I still haven't relooked at the menus, but I still feel like well, I, whatever. Like it's it's about getting your grind. They also have they also have oh for the cosmetics. Okay, because Path, Path of Exile is a great game, but. Um, it's also got a massive tree. Like, I don't know if it's in comparison to who's bigger. doesn't matter. No. But, you know, you pay for cosmetics or you grind out your seasons there, and they've been doing this for years. To do cosmetics, and this has been the problem in the industry since 2010, it needs to be something that makes sense to me as well, too. When you're spending, like, for literally an outfit, 20-plus dollars, mm-hmm. that's a little obnoxious. It is. And that's very active Blizzard on that as well, too, I feel it like. It is. And now that being said, you don't have to buy them. That's I was fine. I'm just going to ask you, do I have to buy them? No, nope, you don't have to buy them. That's cool. fine. But at the same time, like if you see something cool you want to buy, like the pricing could be a little bit more reasonable. And see, here's here's the flip side to it. And there's always a flip side to everything. And I'm not saying people have to go out and rush and buy stuff. Like there's a couple of things. I, like the mount stuff is the stuff I was like, oh, that actually looks kind of cool. Sure. I'm kind of curious about it. But at the same time. Look, I get it. The people at the top of Activision mm-hmm. are fucking scumbags. Brian Kotick is a fi- fucking scumbag. <laughs> oh, it is what it is. Right. But there are developers there that get treated like shit, that get paid mm-hmm. like shit, that, are, that the way they get paid mm-hmm. is because the company makes money. And if there is something I think looks cool in the cosmetics, I don't think right. of it as this is going in Bobby Kotick's pocket. I'm trying to support the people who are working their ass off to continue making more. Do you content. think? You, okay, so you, you're telling me you think you buy a twenty dollar cosmetic that that's going to go in their pocket? Dude, I'm not saying. I mean, because no. I don't. I don't think that's how that works. All I'm saying, I'm not disagreeing with you. Sure. I'm saying like I understand your thought process. And it, it goes it, towards it, the bottom line. Right, right, and that and that's fair. But all I'm saying is, is like nobody's going to sit here and tell me either that twenty dollars for some of this shit is also fair price. I don't think. No, uh, don't that, get that's me wrong. all I'm uh, saying. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not. That is a ridiculous price. Okay, that's all I wanted. That, that is a ridiculous that's, that's price. The but point I make the ridiculous that. price thing is offset by the fact that I don't have to buy it. But if right. there is something that I like, if I and it's like eight bucks, I I think of it as this: I'm going towards the bottom line to help support the. Developers. It's the same way I look at mobile gaming that are free as well too. I will spend money residually on those if it's a free game because sure. I'm enjoying the game. I'm, I'm putting time into it and it's an investment. And there somebody I guess hopefully maybe is seeing that as well too, but. Um, I'd say the pricing's a little I, like that's that's my only complaint is that the pricing's a little high with this. Now I think some of the members of our community I haven't come across yet. Some people have said some of the items they've seen in the shop have dropped in game. I have been getting. I've Pork gotten Chop actually, Express said that. I've, I've gotten a handful of them him. too. Yes, I've got so cosmetically I've gotten a handful that say in shop and I can use it as a cosmetic because I've gotten it to drop. Oh, okay. Because I have to look at the cosmetics before I log off every night. Dude, I, dude I, I've sat in front of that mirror several times. With the, the transmog system in this game is fucking amazing, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's, it's it, fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, a couple things about the game. So, first of all, there's a big thing going on at Blizzard right now where if, like, the first 1,000 people hit, hit level 100 on hardcore, get their name etched on this statue. Brian and Cuddles, I hope you guys get it. It's there. the first 100? First, I think I thought it was the first 100 up to level 100 in hardcore. I think it's the first 1,000 okay. people okay. that okay. do okay. it. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's the thousand. Yeah, first 1,000. So a guy uh, by the name of Karn, he's a streamer. I don't know who he is. Uh, he's a barbarian player. He was the first to hit level 100 in hardcore. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I'm glad you can just play the game religiously. I'm envious. I'm not talking shit. I am envious. Right. So he was playing it, continuing to play, and the server cut out. And actually, I whatever happened at the same time I was playing that night because I was in a battle, the the only battle in Act Four, 
and I was having some weird lag issues, like rubber banding. I was yeah, like, why? why? I'm attacking, but I was like, why Why am I not doing any damage? Or why is he not attacking me? And then I would zip ahead. Like, I was like, am I lagging out? So this guy was doing something against a boss, and the game lagged out, and he was disconnected. And, of course, and Blizzard's rules are, on hardcore, because there's people that'll fucking cheat or whatever, he, uh, a, a logout uh, counts as a death. And on hardcore, when you die... You're done. It's like permadeath. So he had an 82-hour character that he got to level 100 in hardcore, and because the server shit the bed, his character was fucking dead. Gone. All that effort. I mean, he completed his task. He wanted to hit level 100, and the game's fun enough, and he's going to fuck. He's a streamer. He's going to fucking start a new character and do it. It's whatever. But the server disconnected. His character was fucking dead. He didn't die to the boss. He died to the technical internet gods. <laughs> That's fucking wild. I would I would have seriously Yeah, yeah. Man. I was, when I was reading that, I'm like, there's no way. Give me a tailbug to suck <laughs> on. <laughs> no shit. And uh as uh Drastin mentioned earlier, uh Activision is came out and, and reported that Diablo 4 is the fastest selling Blizzard entertainment game of all time, which is crazy considering wow. Uh, games like Overwatch, these are games that were massive sellers, and this is their fastest selling game. Uh, but I mean, it's like there were some people going like, "Well, what exactly does that mean? Fastest selling game? Does that fastest selling is not the same as best selling game of all time?" So I mean, there's some numbers there that they won't reveal, but doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Selling, they've sold that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That but many, I mean, even <laughs> then, fastest selling is still yeah. fucking impressive. That means that that people over the next few weeks are still going to be like, I oh, guess I'm going to buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Gonna, everybody's point, you know what I mean? Doesn't matter. Uh, they did mention that in the first 100 hours, people had played already played 93 million hours in or over 10 years worth of time. So Cuddles and Brian were probably about 10 percent of all that. They, Cuddle said that he couldn't barely walk the when he went back to work this week. He said because his legs, he was sitting there for so yes, long. Yes, dude, that's a thing, man. Like on Saturday, I was mowing the lawn, so I was already sore from that. And then I came down here and sat on the couch for like five hours and played. And when I stood up, I was like, oh, that hurts. And then when I woke up the next morning, I was like, I am in a lot of pain right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm old as fuck, but that was crazy. But obviously an incredibly popular game. Uh, if you guys could, either uh, Cuddles or Blanca, I know Cuddles is probably deep in a dungeon right now, but if one of you guys could one more time throw that link to the Discord. If you're playing Diablo 4 and you want to hop into a Discord, we have channels for voice. We have channels for uh, bills where people are putting their bills, pitting, uh, or, or putting legendary items to look out for. Very informative. And, again, the community is just they're really embracing it right now. Right, so right. if you want to play, hop in there. Join. You can choose your class. So everyone know we we have everyone kind of listed as what they're playing as, so you know who to reach out to. Several voice channels. We're having a lot of fun. It's going to be a good time. Hopefully, we'll sustain this. But again, that is a hundred percent dependent on what Activision Blizzard has planned for us in terms of like the roadmap and what's coming out down the road. Yeah, and if you don't want to join Discord, if that's not your thing, like talking, you just want to. Yeah, be, you don't have to do that. You, you just, just want to be in a guild. clan to join people up. Like we try to make sure everybody's got open join ability. Absolutely. Like um, you just, don't have to be in the Discord, yeah, but you can just send us a request. Yeah, live, laugh, join. Lilith. So live, laugh, Lilith is the is the group there. It's so. fucking awesome. Plan. But yeah, man, we're all digging it. Uh, we'll be playing it for who knows how long. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. that's the case.
Uh, Blanc was trying to get his brothers and his friends. I'm trying to get a couple other buddies in. I've already got a couple Destiny 2 guys that are looking at it. It's, I'm telling you, man, this thing is just taking yep. over the world right now. Yep. It's fucking nuts. It's awesome. And don't forget, you can get some cosmetic pieces by watching Banter and Babble. Yes. And uh, King Cuddles over the next few weeks as well, too, as we're all streaming. Yep. Um, for special in-game drops. If you, is, is it Seven Dungeons, you two? Like, oh, awesome. Good. That's good to know. So. Oh, Dungeons seven, in there, too? Good, because I, okay. I left and I left the laptop up uh, watching you. Um, so, everybody there, yeah, just no, that's good to hear. So, you watch, you get some drops in games. And also, make sure to follow and connect to your local Better than the other one, KFC, yeah. for special, <laughs> for special do in-game cosmetics <laughs> or whatever too, or in-game items. Go to the one and grash See, it. See the grash it. one I like too because it's tied up with A and W. Yeah, so if you want to, so if I get like, like I want a sandwich. chicken sandwich, but I also want a couple chili dogs. Right. I mean, you really but your can't chicken do sandwich better. will be better made. Uh, you're not wrong. You're yeah, not Mike. Wrong. If you if you connect to the um, Frog Queen, thank you so much. Your uh, your follow. your your Battle.net to the KFC app and the, like connect the accounts. Yep. And you order online through the KFC so app. There's a special meal you have to order. You have to get like the or <laughs> get <you> dungeons. Yes. <laughs> get the just the the KFC chicken sandwich, whether spicy or normal. You get a uh, 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 a little code on there that you can QR scan. And that way you can uh, get an item in game too. So fucking why not? You know. Is that Kimmy? I wonder if that's my uh, Kimmy I went to high school with, and she is such a sweetheart. If that's her, I'm gonna lose my shit because that's fucking awesome. If it's not Kimmy, if it's another Kim, hey, how's it going? Glad you. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> What's going on, Kimmy? How you doing? <laughs> awesome. Thanks for hanging out. All right, Tone. Yes. That's it for Diablo. We can go on and on about yeah, yeah, Diablo. Yeah, we're, we're 50 minutes deep already, I think. We're going to move on to the next time. This will be a quick one. We just want to talk a little bit because finally, Tone beat the fucking game. I beat the fucking game. I beat Star Wars Jedi Survivor before Tone did, and he's yeah. the fucking resident Star Wars guy. Yeah, I play like no time, but yes. I'm just going to jump into this really quick, Tone. Um, story, I thought this was a great mix of like bombastic action that only... Only uh, Respawn can do. There are yeah. some amazing epic set pieces in this game. I thought the story was really good. There's some like kind of like twists and turns. There's some sweet cameos. Mm -hmm. It was a very, I, in my opinion, I thought it was a really, really good story. Uh, it's a gorgeous looking game. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful game, but this game simply by the end, by done playing it, I'd had enough technical issues littered throughout, and I've had some performance issues throughout where this is just. Not as optimized as I would like from a respawn game. It's yeah. just really that. So it's not saying it's a shit game. It's not. I had a lot of fun. I thought it was a really, really good game. But this is not the optimized type of game I would expect from a respawn type right. of game. Uh, but that was the only like real issue I had with it. Just like inconsistent performance. But the combat was fucking awesome in this game. The skill tree was fucking awesome in this game. Not as deep as Diablo, but there's enough going on there where you could change up different stances and build those up. It was just a really, really good experience. I had a great time. It's a beautiful fucking game. Had a great story, great voice work, and a great deep combat system. I was a big fan of Jedi Survivor. I'm really excited to see where they're going with the next one. I think they've done a good job of building that up mm -hmm. because there's some wild revelations at the end of this game where you're just like, man, this is going to get good. Yeah, I, I for me, um, I, I mean... What, it's a good crew to have because the labor of love they put into it. They're clearly sure. Star Wars fans. It's canon. It connects to everything as well, too, because anything you make now, for the most part, is canon mm -hmm. uh, with um, 
you know, Disney, which is important. The ties to the Old Republic, which or excuse me, the High Republic, um, is really the first time we've seen them outside the books because not a lot of people know a lot about the High Republic stuff. So I actually appreciate they leaned into that because sure. it gives that more awareness to. I knew nothing casual- about it. And I barely do as well, too. You know, yeah. so it's good for everybody to really be exposed to that. So I thought that was brilliant. Um, the story is overall pretty awesome. Um, there's not I, I they're tying in more to if you watch if you watch the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, mm-hmm. you kind of understand what they're kind of doing, I feel like. And I got a feeling hopefully that the third one will really tie in better to that as well, too. Sure. And honestly, because um, what's his name? Is it Monahan? Uh, who's playing? Oh yeah, yeah, my hand, my hand. He, I like. We better see him live action. We need to see him in Andor or something, or he needs to survive. Well, he was in what? What show was he? Was in um. He was in Shameless. Was a big Shameless, one. Shameless was he? Uh, did he also play the Joker? Uh, yeah, he was in uh, Gotham or something. Gotham, like that, yeah, maybe. Gotham, yeah, Gotham, like that, City, yeah. whatever it was. Um, we need him live action while he's at this yeah, age and he I can do it or whatever it is. Like, like give us, give us some of that. But that that's a whole other topic down the road. But the game itself, like the story, I I liked a lot. It was it was good in a lot of elements. There's some things that I definitely, and I'll talk more on the cons. I'm gonna focus on the pros right now. Sure. I'm gonna jump around. I apologize, everybody. Uh, that's just my brain. <laughs> Got to keep them on track. I, I know, um, because there's a lot flowing in right now. This had some of the most amazing platforming I, I, I've experienced in a video game yeah, in a long fucking time. Yep. And that's a tribute again to Respawn, because if anybody played Titanfall or Titan Titanfall 2 especially, really the wall running, the things they did, yeah. the grappling hook, they knew they had a basis for a Star Wars game already. And listen, the, the thing I love the most about this game is that it plays like a Metroidvania just in third person. Because he's right. The combat's amazing. The game, they made it a little bit uh, forgiving, a little bit more forgiving in this game. So it's not as stiff, I feel like, the first sure. game in some ways. Yep. So there's a lot of great things going on with that. Um, I, honestly, like it was, it was enjoyable to play as much as the first one, I feel like. There's still more to do that I want to kind of do and go back to. But now that Diablo's Good out. Good luck. Well, that's what I thought. I left it on my hard drive because I'm like, oh, I'll go back and get a couple of those collectibles and things. Yeah. I don't truly platinum games. I know you've de- you've debated it, but I'm not really worried about that. There were some things I wanted to kind of tie up, like the son of Ogoboto. But um, <laughs> honestly, I'll probably just delete it off my hard drive for right now because I don't want to be- massive fucking game. I, it is, and I don't want to be tempted to try and like fuck with that when I got Diablo and Street Fighter I need to play. So, um, so all that said, so those are the big things of it. Yes, it's a very gorgeous game. Now. It is very disappointing with the issues that they've had on a technical side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly the PC port had the biggest issues. We've major, talked about major. that before, so I'm not going to be a dead horse this week. Now, this game is still playable, mm-hmm. and it doesn't oh, yeah, affect... Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, this isn't like some recent releases or some releases that have come out that sometimes mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just an atrocious and this, that, and the other. No, this is a playable game. It's just that some areas have some issues. I and- would just say compared to previous Respawn games, it's not at the bar that they... It's not started. what I would expect, right? And and as somebody who was playing performance mode the entire time, only had a couple of crashes and only mm-hmm. really had a couple of issues. Sure, but um, it, it is it is frustrating. I had I did have one spot where it had been a while since I saved, and I'm like motherfucker. Uh, and I'm not, I I don't like retrack, and I don't like. I mean, yeah. you have to do Metroidvanias, but I want to be the one in control of that. So it is what it is. Um, there was some really epic moments in this game that, on the story sense. There were some great moments, but I don't, f- I didn't feel like they were as impactful as the first one. And I would say, honestly, um, outside of like the issues with the the technical stuff, my biggest issue was I felt the story was weak in some ways. Like I was, uh, like as much as I love the High Republic stuff, some of the um, later boss battles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and the character arcs. In the character, yeah, in the characters, like I know that they were separated from the characters. It just didn't feel like you got enough of certain other characters and certain other like. I never felt like there was a lot of like worry for everybody around me, like consequences. Sure. Until later. And then, and that's fine. And you're gonna always have fodder, and that works. And that that's like that helps pivot a character forward. Mm-hmm. And there were some cool things that they did with it. But the end boss character that you dealt with is very puzzling to me, and I felt like undervalued other boss battles in that, and could have done a little bit smarter. But it shouldn't have been that. There should have been more. It felt very anticlimactic. The 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 game ended very anticlimactic for me. And and it's not the type to, that I feel that's setting up for the next one because we know what they're gonna kind of do, but it just felt like it was either rushed or kind of half. Do you think? Do you think they were trying to go with an empire vibe towards the end, but it didn't quite. It didn't. It didn't hit that mark because I feel like that's kind of like what. That's you, a good I way. I felt yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you're you're. I mean, if you're trying to, you, they failed very miserably. And I, if that's what they want to do, I, I I appreciate the attempt. But it doesn't even come close to an empire ending. Oh, um, not at all. But I get it. I mean, if that's what they're trying to go for, it just, you know, we weren't some of those characters. We weren't tied around as long because one of the characters was only around in this game for part of it. Like whereas mm. when we dealt with that character more on, you know. And the last thing I'll say is outside of like, like I said, the story was still all right. It was still good. It's still playable. It was a Star Wars fan, you still, still play it. Um, really, the disappointment. I think my biggest disappointment outside of that was the the planet locale like we had only a few planets like it's a big fucking galaxy right and i don't know how many pl- do we have more planets in this than we did the first i one? feel like we did and i could be wrong on that um hey hey you know what mike it's funny you say that you get his outfit in it they call it the outrider his outfit is in the game so like you can deck you can da- uh deck him out as uh dash rendar for sure <laughs> It's it's actually quite funny that you say that. I me- I don't know if I mentioned that Drass and if he noticed that as well too. But um, you can you can outfit um him to look just like Dash Rendar from uh, Shadows of the Empire or close to it. Um, but the the planet locale is is just a bummer. Like, it's cool we got some new planets and we got to see another side of Jeddah as well too, which was really cool to tie into like Rogue One and all this stuff. But um, there just wasn't enough great variety there's a lot of planets in this fucking galaxy and we just can't get enough of circle jerking desert planets in star wars sure so yeah. you get to see Jeddah again like that as well too and even i like how kobo was like a center hub instead of the ship being the first hub in the first game yep. where you, you got everything you use the planet there you as you progress through the do game there's think- more things to discover i liked kobo for that reason do you think it's because kobo was just so much bigger there was so much to explore so many different things to do there where the other plants were kind of more focused on and, and, certain and, things yeah and that's and that's that, i guess that's kind of fine like because i know that's where a lot of the center i feel like they were diverse the planets a were the, diverse it's a lot of the center they were but there was just only like four of them like yeah. shattered moon looked cool from the outside but when you're inside it's not really that big of a fucking deal it's just all it is is zip lines and long like you know what i mean like right. basically an islands uh, makes sense. you know yeah. what i mean and like um uh, what was the other one outside of jetta that you go to shattered moon jetta Kobo, Coruscant briefly, yeah. which was cool to start out on, but like, who's who's gonna fucking hang out in Coruscant all day? But like, I just feel like, um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Did we, like, did some, oh, you, that was the MMO you, you addressed. Yeah, about. the old school one. Um, 
Uh, anything Ubisoft always has me. I felt um, like I actually came across. Go ahead, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll just that's really for the most part. I like. I, I just felt like we could have had more locales and different things. Like, um, you know, would have been fucking neat to go to Camino. I mean, I know I think actually Camino's probably torched at that point because of Bad Batch. Maybe not. I don't know. But like, I also felt like we like. I know they want to exist a little bit separately, but even though we got a pretty sweet cameo and it's got some like light threads to like the rest of the stories going on like i felt like we got the big cameo last time in the last game at the end like we needed more characters like i was hoping to see maybe an obi-wan or somebody like that show up like it was missing some like really grand thing because when certain another character shows back up it's kind of like okay well that's cool and i'm glad that happened but it was it was also not like overly exciting because he ends up not even being like the most powerful character that you deal with. So right, fucking weird. Uh, actually, I'll touch on this in a, uh, a second. But Mike, right now the the last report was about two weeks ago. It said Ubisoft's mysterious open world Star Wars game is reportedly set for early 2020. We're gonna see it next week. We're gonna see it. We'll talk about what we got. Our next topic. We'll ha- kind of hop into that. We'll kind of piggyback yeah. onto that. But there's the segue. So yes, play 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 Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's Share it's, your a, it's a it's a it's a it's a really good game um i think it falls short of great there's some good things but there's some things that you know technically story-wise i could have done better that's fair i dig it man i dig it all right so now obviously this week would normally be the big lead up to e3 never heard of it this would be when 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 video this was (laughs) normally the super bowl week for video games e3 Mm -hmm. e3's fucking dead and Jeff Keeley's just standing on that grave, pissing on it with oh, Summer yeah. Game Fest 2023. It's that meme with Grant and Gustin in the uh, the <laughs> he's doing the piece. He's with the, fuck, you better make that meme. Hurry up, get that going. Yeah. So we have uh, Summer Game Fest kicks off tomorrow. Summer Game Fest hosted by Jeff Keeley is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Keeley said he has three to four. Obviously, he's gonna have a bunch of reveals, but there are three to four holy shit reveals he has planned. Now, are these whether- gonna be like new new? No, hey man, like, look, you know how Keely is. You know Kojima's one of them. I, he has to. I mean, is it? Uh, I mean, he was at the last show. We do know Death Stranding Two is there, and he did mention that. I think he did reveal that he's working on some AR game that's yeah. part or a cloud game that's supposed to be with Microsoft. Yeah, yep. So, we'll see I mean, something. He'll be Kojima's just gonna be there because he's fucking Kojima, and we know how him and Keely are. But there's supposed to be some big reveals tomorrow at the Summer Game Fest. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern. The other one to watch tomorrow is, uh, and keep in mind, there are like 15 shows. We're just kind of spotlighting some of the ones that really stand out to us. But a couple hours after the Summer Game Fest, the Devolver Direct is at 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. Devolver Digital publishes some of the best indie titles out there. I mean, they usually find the best indie games, and they publish them, and they're really fucking cool. So, I mean, keep an eye on that one. Uh, After that, Sunday... Sunday's 1 p.m. Eastern. Here we go. The big one. Big one. The Xbox Games Showcase followed by the Starfield Direct. That is a big day for Xbox. Mm -hmm. With uh, Sony's underwhelming showcase from about a week or so ago, Mm -hmm. it's Microsoft's turn to step forward. We do know Aaron Greenberg came out and said, there will be no CGI trailers in our showcase. Awesome. All gameplay, all in-engine, all in-game, but no CGI. We're going to get gameplay for everything that they show. Good. Or in-game engine or whatever, but no CGI. That's fucking dope. That's hype. That's very hype. I like, Dude, here's what I'm looking for. Uh, like This is the, this is the first show we're going to kind of jump into what we're hoping to see 
what we want to see or what we hope we hear of. Number one for me is Hellblade 2. Mm-hmm. I want a fucking release date. I've seen the CGI trailers. We've seen other stuff from them. We need to know a release date that for Hellblade 2. That last gameplay trailer was gnarly. The, dude, Hellblade is is probably my most anticipated like Xbox like title right now. Hellblade mm-hmm. 2. I fucking mm-hmm. love the first Hellblade. I thought it was an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. I want a release date. Enough with this shit. Release date. Yeah, yeah. This fall or early winter, one of those two. Hellblade 2 has to come out now. They need something else because obviously Starfield is their big tentpole game the re- remaining this year. But they need something else to complement that or something big in the winter. Yes. That's where I feel like Hellblade 2 is. I mean, we're at that point. We need to get a release date on that thing. Uh, another thing I'm hoping to see, a new Gears. I want to see something from a new Gears game. It's been a minute. That was Gears, top of my list. Actually. Gears 5 Gears. was fucking awesome. Yep. I really like the direction they've taken Gears. I feel like the stories have gotten... Away from the you know rough and gruff like Gears yeah. one and two like we really have gotten into some deep storytelling in the yeah. Gears games yeah, yeah, yeah. with four and five. I'm really excited to see what they're working on. Coalition's working on next. I need another Gears game. Yes. And lastly, the game that I'm curious about as well is I want to see some Fable. <laughs> I want to see some Fable gameplay, dude. Fable is renowned amongst Xbox fans. Yeah. Okay. What's wrong with Fable? Uh, Fable, the the most overrated like Western style RPG of all time. Oh wow! Trash. Yeah, remember remember Peter Molyneux? Yeah. Nobody does anymore because the last time he decided to open up his fucking mouth, he finally said, "I'll go away, guys." Finally, <laughs> because Lionhead Studios. Oh is, man, you're pissing Ly- off. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Fuck Peter Molyneux. Fuck Lionhead Studios. Fuck Fable series. It's overrated as shit trash. There's better Western-style games if you want to play that style of RPG, and they're going to be on Xbox Showcase as well. You can play those instead. The first fucking Fable that was supposed to be the greatest RPG of all time that had 20 different things it was supposed to do that delivered on about five of them that was about 12 hours long. (laughs) Give that... 12-hour RPG? Overrated piece of shit. I watched my fucking roommate play that, and when he ended it, I'm like, wait a second, I thought this was the greatest RPG supposed to be of all time. It's done in fucking 12, 15 hours. Fuck out of here with that trash. I live in reality. Fable is overrated. Hey, how was the last one? <laughs> Hold on a second. Could yeah, you where's, where's your Kinect camera? <laughs> Dust that fucking thing off. No, come on, man. Stupid Playground is working on this one. Who? Playground. Okay. Dude, I, that's my. That's why I, we'll I'm see. serious about it. We'll I'm see. serious about it because of Playground. Jokes all aside, we will see. But I'm telling you right now, <laughs> the only people that care about it are people that have barely played RPGs that don't know good RPGs. Mike, he's calling you out, bro. I feel like this There's is a There's better RPGs shot. out there to you. No, Mike knows I love him. Uh, honestly, like, would we, you say we'll you're see. more excited for something like Avowed from from? Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Oblivion. When when I when I see the name Fable, I just want to laugh. I was there when that game. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was there when that <laughs> game first dropped, and I watched my roommate play that. Oh, this is gonna be the best one ever. Okay. <laughs> good. Yeah, Man. all I can do fart noises. Neat. <laughs> cool. Twelve-hour RPG. Yeah, fuck that Uncharted game. Uncharted was longer than that it's, game. It's, it's a fucking overrated game. Anybody that's telling themselves different needs to go out and play some different RPGs. Hey, man, Mikey thought There's it was plenty. cool, man. There's plenty to fucking play. Yeah, the fart noises were great. 
oh, I can create a family and stuff like this. Cool. Yeah, well, game's done. Oh, well, five-hour mark, the end. No. And, and, but Peter Molyneux did the same thing with the with Fable 2 as well, too. Like, he he, he said, hey, it's going to do this, it's going to do this. He kept saying he was just one of these guys that would just run his mouth, but his ass couldn't pay for the checks. Your oh, mouth couldn't pay for the check. Whatever. You his, that, his mouth wrote checks, what? his ass couldn't There you cash. go. That's that's the adage I was trying to spit out. But, there you go. Um, that's why I fucking hate Fable. I fucking hate Lionhead Studios. I hate fucking Peter Molyneux. It's not Lionhead, though. It's, it's Playground. It, it, you're right. You're right. So we're just we're going to have somebody else take over. A, a, he disappeared, a, Mike, for all the right reasons. Uh, a subpar. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, go go check out 2015 The Witcher, which you can put 200 hours into that. Won a thousand accolades, including game, game of the year from a lot of people. So, and then they followed that up with Cyberpunk. I do want to see. I do hope shit. we see. Uh, I do hope we see Avowed. I hope we see an extensive look at Avowed from Oblivion because that, that looked fucking like the trailer that we saw from looked that, really fucking awesome. I thought that looked really fucking good. So Avowed. Um, I mean, are you expecting anything Halo related, or do you think they're at that point? I mean, supposed to be Halo supposed to be a ten year game. I, I think at this point, from what it sounds like, with the fact they want to move into a different engine, like sounds like Unreal, right? Was what they were saying. I think so. They wanted to move into Unreal Engine. I don't think they're going to talk Halo for a minute. Now they might announce some more seasons. I I would I wouldn't be surprised if they announced something with Halo more seasons. Mm. Uh, maybe come out. Um, you know, I know they've been running hard on that. Uh, you know, I mean, I know. We all played it for like a flash in the frying pan a couple months ago, and then that lasted like a week. But, um, you know, I still have a good time with it. Once in a while, I still got to fire it up and play. But uh, I don't know if we'll see much more of that for a minute. But, you know, I don't know. I think they got to sit down and really look at themselves. And I think it's going to start with hopefully, uh, you know, either somebody else getting involved or changing the, the the makeup of 343i. I think that's the biggest problem there. So I do think what we'll see is I do think you're right. I do think we'll see Kojima at Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keighley, and I think they'll kind of give a teaser towards what he's working on with Xbox mm-hmm. in terms of his cloud title, and then they'll do maybe a more full reveal at the Xbox showcase because that is something that he's working directly with Xbox. So I think that maybe a full-on reveal there as well just to show that Kojima is working on their platform. Uh, so I think that'd be really big, but I mean, man, like I said, man, I just here's what I really want, man. Like I, I, I list, I tell you the games I really want to see. I just want to see gameplay, and I want to see exciting stuff from mm-hmm. my, Xbox. Has a huge opportunity. I'm not going to say to close the gap in sales, but to close the gap in com- in the conversation, make a little bit of noise in the conversation, because even with Sony's goofy showcase or the underwhelming showcase, they still have all the fucking buzz right now. But there is kind of this buildup, like, is this an opportunity for Xbox to be like, hey, we got some shit, too. We have all these fucking studios that we paid for. Here's what we got. Right. Like, I want to see I want to see new IP stuff. I want to see maybe some old stuff get rehashed. (laughs) Um, You know what? You know, maybe maybe look back into your 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 old, you know, what is something you'd like to see them dig uh, dig into? I was thinking about this earlier. Fable. Uh no, I play good RPGs. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Viva Pinata, give us some more Viva Pinata. Oh wow, no, that's never gonna happen. But uh, me and Prime are like super fans. Um, fuck, what would be a good one that they could jump back into? There were a couple on like old school Xbox. I don't know if we've come back around. I know I don't think that company. Yeah, the the Munches Odyssey. What was the the Stranger? The, Isn't that where you lay on your arm until it goes numb? Oh, no, never mind. That's your sorry. Saturday night. Sorry, thing. sorry, sorry, sorry. Never mind. Uh, Disregard. Yeah, I don't know. I, I that's the problem is like you know during the 360 era when they when they were 
They were mostly just riding third-party stuff. They were right? riding third-party stuff, and that was always kind of their plan because it always I felt like wanted to move into like the 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 digital kind of content. Um, but now they got all these big studios now too. Like I would love to see just some new IPs come through. You know what I mean? Like let's see some new stuff. Let's see. Let, let's see like some of their creative people kind of like okay let's do something different i mean you got arcane you know with the, with the redfall thing and we know that they're clearly quite capable of doing other things like lean into that like lean into like something new or something different sure. you know so I, I would like to see some new ips i mean i i feel like the what the, the the current ips that i want to see the most from is gears i feel like gears is there one long-standing like I like fucking, ip yeah. that has really pushed gears. the envelope yeah. going forward in the last couple iterations of yeah, it uh, frog queen kim asks dumb question i'm sure no such thing as a dumb question here i am looking to get a new gaming system to stream apps and play games any preferences i would tell you right now kimmy if you're getting into it for the first time and you're not like a hardcore gamer. I mean, honestly, man, with Game Pass and Xbox Series S, I feel like that is a really good like jumping into. You've got Game Pass with all the games. Uh, Cuddle says PC. I mean, that, he's he's not wrong. With Steam, the cheap you can get games sometimes. Steam is pretty cheap, so if you can get a decent little gaming laptop, um, and you can, you know, you can get some decent stuff. But I mean, if you're looking at a console, Kimmy, especially like like PC is is cool. But if you're not super familiar with PCs, yeah, if you're not acclimated, it doesn't it. matter how cool it is. It, it might be difficult to figure out what you're doing with it, and that's okay. But if you're just looking for a plug and play, easy peasy situation, and, and new to it all, last game I played were Zelda and NBA Jam. Boy, don't date yourself too much. Don't date yourself like that. I still NBA Jam was dope. NBA Jam. So. I, I mean, NBA Jam is dope, but now we all know that you're my age. Um, but like, um, I would say an Xbox Series S would be a good jumping off point especially with um with game pass because game pass you get a bunch of games included uh it's a monthly fee but like i said you get a bunch of stuff and plus you have all the apps on the xbox series s netflix hulu disney plus and all that stuff so i mean mm -hmm. you literally can get everything you want at a low price mm -hmm. and then kind of take it from there and figure out what you want to do yeah, because there's it. even like uh you know there's games for all types of gamers casual gaming Puzzle gaming, you know, yeah, core, and core Game Pass gaming. has such a massive library yeah, of all yeah, those different types yeah, of games. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, but I would look into that, Kimmy. If if you if you want to start small and just kind of like kind of tip your, you know, dip just your toes DM more, him and he'll point you in the right direction. I got you covered, Kimmy. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. Um, after the Xbox showcase on Monday, I know nobody gives a fuck about Ubisoft right now, uh, but Ubisoft Forward is a Monday at one p.m. Eastern. I'm hoping. We'll see a Splinter it's Cell. The, that's the only game that I think we've wanted from Obi Ubisoft for a long time. It's the only single-player shit I really want to see Since from Ubisoft. Wildlands, that's all we've wanted was some fucking Splinter Cell. But didn't they trash what they were working on? They, uh, some, yeah, we were in a fucking Battle Royale in Splinter Cell. Cool! That's fucking stupid. Yeah, whatever. Um, But also, I do want to see if we'll see the Star Wars uh, open-world game. I mean, obviously, this would be the place. Yeah. This would be the spot to run it out. Is either again show something at Summer Game Fest tomorrow, and then do kind of a deeper dive at the Ubisoft Forward uh, to kind of really dive in and let people know what's coming. Especially, I mean, it has to if it's if they're slating this thing for early 2024. Mm -hmm. There's not too many more events this year for Ubisoft to show up, and you got Game Fest and then their show. That's the time to do it, mm -hmm. unless you and you're not going to wait until December for the the awards the the game awards. To announce a massive story. You want to start generating hype now. Right, right, Especially right. at Star Wars. You want to show that shit off. 
Uh, after that, on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, the Capcom Showcase. Mm-hmm. Capcom is on a fucking roll this year. Mm-hmm. Monster Hunter Rise on PlayStation, uh, uh, Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6. They're, they're rolling, dude. They're, uh, I mean, I mean they, I've always said that whatever engine that they use, I can't remember the name of it, their engine, to me, rivals a lot of other engines in gaming. They always look, engine. They, they, they always look good. They, it's always crisp, you know? So uh, who knows what they've got in store, like... I'm going to guess we're probably going to see some more on Dragon's Dogma or Dragon's something. Dogma. Dragon's were Dogma they, 2. They, what was that one game they were working on for PlayStation and it just disappeared? It was Dragon something. Do you remember the one I'm talking Deep no. uh Deep Down? Was that what it was called? Do you remember that thing when they showed no, that like I when the don't. I think it was when the PS4 was like like Fuck. in the, uh, the Pro launch or that. some shit. They probably trashed it then or something. And maybe who knows. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know people do enjoy those. I'm a big fan of like uh, the uh, the Namco Bandai, or is it Koei that does uh, the Samurai Warriors and stuff like those? Those are just blind fun though, but that's nothing. But yeah, Capcom is always a catalyst to me because I feel like they always somehow end up surprising you with something. Yeah, Um, they got something. It's been a minute since they've announced a Devil May Cry, so they could do a Devil. I mean, I don't give a shit about it, but people love Devil May Cry. They could announce a Devil May Cry Six. I don't know who know who knows what they have up in store. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure they'll 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 you know talk about some Street Fighter content. Uh, you know maybe uh, you know who knows in the fighting world what other games they could do. I mean I'm surprised they haven't probably done show a little bit more of uh, Resident Evil Four VR because that's get they're, they're there working you go, on that. You know things in that nature too. So um, you know like I said they're they're always you know it, 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 maybe they'll announce another Resident Evil, but I guess eight just came out last year, didn't it? So who knows. I mean, you never know. I mean, like I said, they're rolling now, right now, now. Capcom always surprises you. So, uh, and then lastly, on Wednesday at two p.m. Eastern time, Upload VR Showcase VR is is hot right now, especially if you're an Apple user. For the low price of thirty five hundred dollars, you can pre order the Apple VR Pro headset. Uh, dude, what a fucking joke that shit was when they revealed that yesterday. What right when they showed it, I was like, that's a thousand, two thousand dollars. And when they put thirty four ninety nine, I was like, ha ha. <laughs> no, fuck you, dude. I am invested in Apple. I have all Apple products. When I see it, I was like, "Fuck you, no, I'm good." You guys are fucking insane, dude. That was goofy as shit. But the one thing I am hoping, I, wow. I would really be surprised, excited if they announced it at Game Fest tomorrow because I feel like that's a spot where you would announce something like Half Life, Alex coming to PlayStation VR two. Would love to see something like that. If you haven't already, if you're big into VR and if you haven't looked already, check out the previews that dropped today for Synapse that drops on July 7th on PlayStation VR 2. Uh, the voice actors is David Hayter and Jennifer Hale, two longtime Metal Gear voice actors. Uh, the previews on this thing have been incredible, like really good. Uh, you're using... Uh, your right hand, your strong hand for your weapon, and your left hand is telekinesis, like like control from remedy. And from what I've been reading about it, this sounds like this could be the big summer system seller for VR. Interesting, yeah. And I'm hyped because man, it, stuff it, dude, looks good. I understand like PSVR two is is selling all right, even though there was reports that it was bad. But dude, after playing things like I played Beat Saber, fucking awesome in PSVR two, Red Matter two, and Walkabout Creek Miniature Golf. VR is in a really good spot right now in terms of quality games, like really amazing experiences, way better than anything I've experienced up to this point. And I would love to see Half-Life, but man, Synopsis sounds fucking sweet. It looks sweet. Um, that's probably going to be a day one buy as well, too, on that one. 
Um, and it's currently on sale. You can get it for ten percent off on the PS4 for thirty one ninety nine. What is that? Synapse. Oh, it's, it's like pre order. Yep. Nice. Thirty one bucks. Uh, we also had another VR announcement too. The MetaQuest Three got announced for this Meta fall. MetaQuest Three at a reasonable price. <laughs> Still, you know, around the five hundred dollar mark. Four ninety nine. You know, and as a fan, again, like I like my PSVR two for like. The more core gaming, but I like my MetaQuest with no wires for like no wires, the crazy the real active movement, stuff, the real active stuff as yep. well too. So that's gonna be hard not to consider as well too. But we will see. Only because like when when now putting like on the Quest compared to the PSVR and the difference in like clarity and the yeah, it's like night and fucking day. But tell me, man, if you get a chance, uh, you can go over here and check it out for yourself. That Red Matter Two will blow your fucking mind. How fucking great it looks. Tell me what to do. Really, really good. But anyways, that is the our what the things we're looking forward to. Summer Game Fest kicks off tomorrow. Check out the stuff. There's gonna be a lot of reveals from now until next week. Before next week's show, we'll definitely be jumping into all the big reveals, all the big announcements. We'll talk about that next week for sure. But it's gonna be a hot weekend mm-hmm. for video games. Be watching close Sunday for some of these announcements. Big time on the Xbox show. That's gonna let's be hot. Let's go. Couple more, one more video game thing we want to talk about, Tom. Because damn it, we fucking love RoboCop. Uh, he is Michigan's fucking superhero. He is our superhero. We have a. St- we, they didn't build that statue, did they? They stuck. Yeah. Did they do it? Yeah, build. Is he still down there? Yeah, he's down there somewhere. Fucking love it. We got a RoboCop statue in Detroit somewhere. So, so RoboCop Rogue City drops this September. This comes from developer Tan. Now, look, I don't, I don't know if people, not a lot of people know. Some of the hardcore fans know this shit. Mm. Terminator Resistance dropped in 2019 uh, by Tan, and it was met with like lukewarm reviews. But if you're a fan of Terminator, and if you're a fan of like a good Terminator story, Terminator Resistance is actually fucking criminally underrated in terms of its story. Now it's a smaller budget title. It was like one of those you know, mid-budget titles, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it looked good, and it was very. The thing that I like about Tayon Man is they are very respectful of the source material. That's they the are news. passionate. Mm-hmm. There is so many like cool nods and so much like passion for the Terminator franchise in that game. I was like, I I got the platinum. I was like, this is fucking cool, man. This is actually a really good game, a budget title that was really good. That was a licensed product that turned out really really good. Now they're back and they are making Robocock Robocock. I just said Robocock. What were you doing before under the table when we Don't got here? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Robocop Bro City. Man, delete this stream. Yeah, you know, Unbelievable. You know what he's got on the mind. Anywho, uh, a bunch of previews came out this week. People went hands-on with it, and they got a, a glimpse at like the first couple of chapters. They didn't get a whole lot of deep dive into it. Supposedly, this is supposed to be a 20 to 30-hour campaign. That's beefy for a first-person shooter. Uh, now, look, watching this trailer, the game looks great. It's built in Unreal Engine it 5. Looks, yeah, it looks fucking awesome. They're building right? in Unreal Engine 5, so it looks great. The character models look great. Uh, Robocop looks great. Like, you, like, everything looks great about this game. The thing about Terminator Resistance is it was a little rough around the edges. Again, a budget title, and, uh, and a lot of the developers are from, like, they worked on Fallout. And there are some light RPG elements in there, so you can see that RPG or that that Fallout DNA cool. was injected cool. into into Terminator. We're gonna get more of that here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get more of that here, a little bit deeper. I, basically, what I want to see is I want to see Tayon grow from what we saw in Terminator Resistance right. to improve combat, to inc- improve the RPG elements, sure. 
and continue to write a good story. This is a 20 to 30 hour game. Now look, in this trailer, the biggest issue that some of the people talked about and what I took away from the trailer is RoboCop is fucking overpowered as fuck. No, he's RoboCop. He should be. But if it's 20 to 30 hours of me walking around as RoboCop, which almost looks like an on-rail shooter, I'm going to lose interest before I hit the 30-hour mark. I mean, people paid that money for Fable and got 12 hours of gameplay. This has got easy, more Easy, Rod. Easy. This has got more hours than that. <laughs> no, I, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I think, the biggest thing right now is that, yes, it looks almost like it's going to be a cakewalk, but... You got Peter Weller doing the voice. Awesome. You're playing as fucking RoboCop. Anna Lewis is back. She, so you're you're bringing all the characters back. I mean, okay. I'm 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 getting to be RoboCop for you know a good portion of a, of, of a day. Okay, that sounds fine to me. No, so <laughs> you know we will see of course when it comes out. So you know the question is is that so <laughs> they've done Terminator. Yep. They've done RoboCop. Are they trying to get back to RoboCop versus Terminator? Is that what we're doing here? I, dude, I hope not. Is that what I, I that was, was happening? I was kind of hoping they would move over to like demolition. Yeah, man. well, th- that's the question. Like, what could they move into next? Now we've already got people out there doing great alien stuff. Well, but like Dark Descent comes out this month, doesn't it? Uh, aliens Dark Descent. I w- dude, if that wasn't an RTS, I would buy that game. Sure, I, I, I'm just saying generally, like, what other fran? Like, they clearly have there. There are action movies, '80s action movies that are on this par. Like, what else? Rambo. Could you do? You could do a Rambo. That's that's okay. That's a good idea. Rambo. Do a Rambo. Anybody else? We thinking? Who else could we think? Uh, man, I wouldn't want to see him. I want him to stick more sci-fi. I want to take. I want to yeah. take. Obviously, Rambo's not sci-fi, but I want to take Die Hard out of the equation. I knew you were going to say that. Actually, you um, fucking... what are you, a college boy or something? <laughs> I don't know. What would you do? I mean, eighties. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe like, do a John. Oh, dude, uh, Escape from New York. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, John sna- an actual Snake Plissken. Do a horror movie. Oh, God, that would be what? Yeah. Okay. Ugnots versus Ewoks. Ugnot, no, God no. <laughs> Actually, I would play that. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. What would they do next? But no, here at the end of the day, like RoboCop, like I love Terminator and RoboCop both. I'm like pretty super fans, I'd say of of both. And you know, when you live in Michigan, you you love RoboCop, right. or you can leave. But um, unless it's RoboCop three, cuddles. Unless it's RoboCop. Now he's a big fan. Do lead the weapon, and I just I know he's a big fan. That's why I said it. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, am too old for the shit while I play it. Yeah. This looks good. You got the targeting system. It makes me feel like I'm RoboCop and playing as RoboCop. That's super fucking exciting. I, you know, honestly, for for I just what need it's to be worth, like, I need them to put the same amount of effort into the story that they do. Terminator Resistance is probably one right. of the best Terminator stories, considering all the uh, amongst all the movies as well. Well, some of the movies have been shit. The tie-ins, the way they connect this good. with Terminator one is fucking awesome Good. you're just like dude that is really when when you hit the ending you're like holy shit awesome like so if that. they can take that writing and apply it to robocop because mm-hmm. oh, i show nuke <laughs> this actually i think the story of this takes place between robocop two and three it's between two and three is where the story. Good. So before go first, so that's why Peter Weller. Well, Robert, whatever his name <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So, so Nuke's probably still on the streets. Then they got still probably deal and clean up that because Kane, <laughs> Kane's bugging me. <laughs> Kane's dead, you know. So, but the the lady that played uh, Lewis is back. Is she doing the voice? I don't for know character? if she's doing the voice. Her character. I'm assuming Nancy. She's still, Nancy, Nancy Allen. Allen. Nancy. Yeah. Nancy Allen. 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 Yep, That'd Nancy be cool Allen. if she was. I don't know if she is. I know they put all. She's the- still alive. I would hope so, man. I don't think she was. I think she's young, she was younger than Peter Weller. Not much. I mean, not much. I mean, I mean yeah, they were pretty pretty close. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. know if she's been retired from acting or not. I don't remember her too much more after that. But the old man's dead. Oh, that's right. Dick Jones is dead, isn't he? Well, him and the actual old man. 
that they call the old Oh man. yeah, the old man. <laughs> but what about uh, um did uh what was the what was the guy that Jack Joe that guy? No, no, he's no. Alive. Yeah, no. No, he, well, he's alive in real life, but not yeah. in the game. Not oh, right, right, right. he's the dead mythos. in the movie. No, I'm trying to think of the uh, the the guy with the glasses. Man, um, what's his name? Johnson. Johnson. I wonder if he's still alive. We'll have to find out, dude. Remember? I don't know. At the end of the day, I uh, that for an hour, dude. Right, there, right. there has to, if they don't have a reference to that in this yeah, game, they fail. Stupid. That'd be stupid. If I walk by TV, I better see that and hear that, or I'm right, fucking done right, with the game. Right. All I know is that I'm excited for something produced by Omni Consumer Products. I'll play it. Whatever. <laughs> So. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to this, man. Like I said, Terminator Resistance is a criminally underrated game, and it's one of the best stories in the Terminator universe. It is that fucking Look at good. That it's rough around the edges. It's a budget title, but I like again. I respect their attention to detail mm-hmm. and the way that they respect the source IP. I expect them to do the same with this, but also move forward as a development studio. Build upon the systems that they implemented in Terminator mm-hmm. and build upon it here to make it a much more deeper experience. Give me Robocop's three t- protocols. I mean, that's, oh, shit. Uh, protect, serve. No, do it. Come on. I don't know. What are they? Serve the public trust. Serve the public trust. Protect the innocent. Protect the innocent. Uphold the law. Uphold the law. See, he's got it. He's there got you go. What's bugging you, Murph? Kane. <laughs> Kane's bugging me. <laughs> All right. Moving on from video games, we have three fucking trailers. Three trailers. And these are the like the first time we've gotten like three really nice trailers. Great trailer. Really, really excited for it. Uh the first one we're gonna check out. Uh it's one of the few Netflix move Netflix movies I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Good. I'm fine. I, I had a stroke, I think. <laughs> I'm worried about it. <laughs> uh but like like Netflix movies are really hit or miss. Yeah. There yeah, are yeah. some of them God, like yeah. they look great. Yeah. Netflix puts no. a bunch of money into the cast, but the story is trash. Right, right. The bubble. But this one, rated R. Great mm, cast mm. and an effective trailer. I'm actually looking forward to this one. Let's check out the trailer for The Outlaws. My parents just emailed that they're coming to our wedding. Oh, I get to meet your parents finally. Are you psyched? You're not psyched. Are you psyched at all? Is there any psych happening? Sitting on top of the world, I'm up. You haven't met this woman parents yet. They've been off the grid the whole time we've been together. It's going down, baby, what's up? Hey. Billy and Lily McDermott. Meet my parents. Pleasure to meet you, Neil. You're very attractive. Well, thank you. That's not a compliment. For me, it's too much. You deserve something better than that pasty little goober. Dad, just give him a chance. Well, what does a bank manager do? I manage all the security. It's the best. Let's just pray we have a nice, chill day. This is a robbery! I think your parents robbed my bank. You can't be serious. They knew the voice activation code to get in the vault, which I'm pretty sure I told your mom about when I was wasted. She left me roses by the stairs. Thank you for your cooperation, Owen. Does the name the Ghost Bandits mean anything to you? Most notorious bank robbers in American history. Your parents stole $5 million from me. I don't understand. Was Owen right? This is a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Here's what happened when they decided to come. You need $5 million in two days. Wouldn't hurt to have a bank manager on the team. You think you can rub a bank? If it's to save Parker, hell yeah. Do I look cool? Yeah, you look like James Bond. 
Which one? Five. Well, that was a good one. Just think of how many terrible decisions we had to make to get to this moment in time. One big happy family. I thought that was a good trailer, man. <laughs> like I said, Netflix. Oh, my God. Where are we? Uh, uh, We've disappeared. There, oh, we oh, there we are. We're, okay, we're yeah, here. Yeah. Don't worry. We're fine. We're here. <laughs> uh, I thought, uh, hey, there, there he is. There's James Bond number five. I thought this was a fucking awesome trailer, man. Like I said, Netflix movies are really hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was a great trailer. It's rated R. Uh, yeah, that's a big deal. The self-aware humor. The James Bond bit was fucking hilarious. It's great. It's great. Uh, and you, Adam Devine is hilarious. I love Adam Devine. If you've ever watched Workaholics, you if, if I got to say that name, you already know Adam Devine. Or if you've watched the uh, uh, Righteous Gemstones on HBO, he is. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a wild ride. Did you see they out a season three? Good. I think it comes out this fall or early winter, maybe. <laughs> it's a fun fucking show. Yeah. It took a awesome while to get show. going, but still good stuff. I thought this was a uh, this is a, a really good trailer. Uh, it looks to offer that mix of humor and action. There's going to be some good action. But I also know that that is a tough blend to, like, balance out in a movie. Cause, because yeah. if, they, if they blend together too much, the action can seem too comedic mm-hmm. where it's not, like, exciting, where you're just like, oh, it's kind of whatever. But at the same time, if the action's too serious, it kind of ruins the kind of comedy elements. Like, yeah. it doesn't seem right. So it's a hard balance to, to, to really to land on. But I think this, the cast is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellen Barkin, Pierce Brosnan as the, as the parents, uh, the in-laws. I think that's great casting. I love Ellen Barkin, Pierce Brosnan's. You know he's going to chew up every fucking scene he's in. Yeah, and, you know, I think, uh, to me, it looks like they're leaning more into the comedy. So, like, the action stuff at the bank was still, like, was still there doing bits during the whole thing. So... I think it's going to lean again with they got that R there as well too. I'm hoping that we can have, you know, something good here to 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 laugh at and have a good time with cuz Netflix like you said, it's hit or miss and in in these these kind of comedies like did we just get see it all in the trailers as well right, too? Right, to show us everything. I will say cuz I do like Pierce Brosnan, like I like what he's been doing later in life. Like honestly, as far as as terrible as Black Adam was, he was one of the best parts I felt. In I just the movie. wish his character was more developed. Yeah, but like just having he was him there, good like, though. Like his presence, that gravitas. Yeah, 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 all of that. And he, to him doing like jokes and bits in here, I'm just like this fucking. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. He's eating I'm it up, for man. Yeah. He's eating it up. No, I thought that was a great trailer, man. I thought it was really cool. I'm looking forward to watching this. Um, like I said, this could be that you got extraction this month. You got this next month, so you got a nice little month of stuff. I want to check out Fubar. I know Tricky was talking about. It. They said it's pretty good. There's a lot of people talking about it on social media, so. My Netflix uh, kind of on the up and up. Got a little more Worth the $20 and only sharing no password? Oh, man, we'll that, see about that. That thing is still a shit show. <laughs> still a shit show. All right, Tone. <laughs> Next trailer. It's time, once again, for the one true God, mm-hmm. the master of the cinematic paradigm, yep. Nick Cage's next movie. Let's check out the trailer for Sympathy for the Devil. Ready? Okay. Okay. Let's do this. People always say, don't assume the worst. You're excited? Yeah. Is it a boy or girl? We don't know. Sometimes the worst is exactly what you should assume. 
you. My wife is in the hospital. She's about to give birth. Drive. It's a family emergency. I'm your family emergency now. Whatever it is that you want, it's yours. Is this the wife? David, where are you? Ah! I mean, are you happy? You and your wife have a happy marriage? Stick away from my family. That's rude. You interrupting me, don't. You know what I don't need tonight? Stress. <laughs> Let's just make wise decisions. Wash the speed limit. Where are we going? You're not listening to me. I will shoot you. And this cop! I told you not to speed. We should play a little game. I want you to tell me the truth. If you don't, I am gonna kill Mr. Happy Trucker and this waitress. Ready? You've got me confused with someone else. Really? I'm not who you think I am. I've never been told you who I think you are, so how could you know you're not who I think you are? Tick, 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 tick. Sit back down! Good. Oh. I'm not gonna die tonight. I dressed up for this. I, I wanted to be 100% sex tonight, and you cut that in half. I'm now 50% sex. People tend to think the more violent the death, the higher to heaven you go. Better to rain in hell. Wouldn't you agree? James! What, what, what are you, ghosting me? What are you, Dr. Ross, my psychiatrist? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> hey, we're back. Yeah, All right, dude. Yeah, I'm in. Look, yep. say what you will about Nick Cage. Yep. The you one thing that I liked about this trailer, dude, yep. we're getting Gonzo Cage. Clearly. Renfield was, was good. He was good in that, but a little reserved. Yeah. Pig, way reserved. Mm -hmm. It's been a minute since we've gone Gonzo Cage. And that's where we're going to get in this movie. Now, he's they're playing something with the devil. He's wearing red. He's got red hair. He's out of his fucking mind. This is going to be some uh, like cerebral shit going on with this movie. It's going to be some outside thinking stuff. Now, look, this is produced by RLJE Films. They're, I want to see they're kind of like a budget A24. Mm -hmm. Smaller A24 type of studio. But they have produced movies like Mandy, Color Out of Space, and Brawl and Cell Block, Cell Block 99. These are all fucking awesome movies. And the other reason I'm excited about this is because this is like Cage kind of going back to what's been was working for him before he went back to mainstream with Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent and Renfield. He's kind of going back to that small indie stuff where it's just him uh, and another good actor, mind you. I, I'm not taking any credit. Uh, Joel Kinnaman is a really good actor. Mm -hmm. But this is a much more smaller project, which allows Cage to go fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm excited about this, man. Anytime we get Gonzo Cage. That's, that's what we want, man. I want this guy to take chances. I want him to take risks. I want him to do shit that you wouldn't see an actor normally do. Mm -hmm. Because more often than not, this shit will be hype. Mm -hmm. I want to get your thoughts on this trailer, dude. I'm sold. <laughs> Simple as that? No, I, yeah, yeah. No, I, he, it looks like as soon as he got in the car and I saw the look on his face and what he was wearing, I'm like, oh, 
shit. He just hit the gas when he stepped in that back seat. So you know the director of this movie just said, "Do what you want." It, I, easily, Several takes. I'll just easily, take the best one. Easily, easily, easily. So yeah, Joel was definitely great in Ultra Carbon. Uh, yeah, uh, this does look sweet. I yeah, Brittany's a huge fan of Joel. I enjoy Joel as well too. He the only time I never really liked him a whole lot. I felt he was in Suicide Squad. He didn't have a lot of material to work with. He did not. He they played him really straightforward. In I will say as much as the 2014 remake of RoboCop was slightly controversial, I didn't hate it probably as m- most people did. Uh, I felt that he was also all right in that because some of his part it, it worked for that character kind of. But sure. I I do enjoy the work he's done since some of those other things and what he's been in. So. I think the the almost kind of dryness that Joel Kinnaman has yep. is going to work really good with this Gonzo thing. I'm seeing like the yin and yang thing in this, yep. and I'm liking what I see. So. You know what this reminded me of? This this seems like a fucking like collateral with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx like on acid. Like let's, this is going go. to be because yeah. like Joel Kinnaman's his driver. Mm-hmm. He's got to pick up this fare or whatever, and it's Nick Cage. That's your Tom Cruise. It's going to be like a fucking. Gonzo collateral, mm-hmm. and you know what, dude? If Nick Cage is is, is giving Carb Blanche, he can do whatever the fuck he wants and go straight like full cage rage. Well, I'm there, dude. I mean, the guys with Mandy and Colorado Space involved. Let's go. I mean, this is this this is dope, man. I thought this was a sweet trailer, and like I said, when it focuses mostly on Cage and somebody else, as opposed to having like an ensemble around him, mm-hmm. when the focus is entirely on him, mm-hmm. the guy just has this knack of just delivering the goods. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but you're never ever gonna get a half-ass effort from Cage. That's like I said, you know, Ren- Renfield with the the not great story material the folks had to work with on uh, the CG blood being some of the worst. The best parts of that film were when when he was doing whatever he needed to do. I concur. I so. agree 100. percent All right, man. We have one more trailer. Quizzically, this one, this one dropped today. A little head scratchy. A little bizarre, but how bizarre? How bizarre, how bizarre. Pretty bizarre. Let's check out the trailer for Expendables 4. Let's fly, baby! Welcome home, honey. Do you read now? What is this? It's classified. Come with you. Oh, I'm sorry. You weren't invited. Nothing can stop me. I can't get enough. Playing with dangerous bad behavior. They call it bad behavior. Hey, why are you here? I got this situation where I need your help. I need bad friends. Was that the new guy? The that sniper? Don't worry about it. I got a prescription scope. Well, Hawk guys, remember this face. Don't shoot it by accident. <laughs> Terrorists have taken possession of nuclear missiles on a cargo ship off the coast. If these babies go off, it'll be World War III. Take to choose this life over friends, over family. It's time to get loud. Let's fly, baby! Come on, bring it! 
talking about? It's not the biggest one you've got. Oh, it's way bigger than that. Uh, well i mean here's the thing man like when you look at this cast i mean yeah you got sly back you got jason statham you got Dolph and randy back but i mean you don't have any of like the 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 long time like expendables people here anymore. I mean, other than the, the no the Mickey main, Rourke, no Jet Lee. I mean, nobody. I mean, you're like, like, literally, all, nobody. Victor Ortiz and Ronda Rousey were supposed to be getting the torch passed to them, and now they're they're passing it again. You got, I mean, you got some of the the, the mainstays here, but then, but I mean, and you do have interesting newcomers. You got Andy Garcia. I love Andy Garcia. Mm-hmm. I think Andy Garcia's a great actor. You got Vinny. Tony Ja. Tony Ja. Tony Ja's in there. Uh, Eco Uas from the Raid. Yeah. I mean, fucking awesome. But then you got 50 Cent and Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. This doesn't quite, in my opinion, it doesn't hold the same nostalgic awe of like the first two or three Expendable movies. You know, when you watch those ones, you're just like, oh, man, these are all my fucking childhood I, heroes. I love the first and second. The third definitely kind of missed the mark no, on yeah, it. Yeah, kind of. It kind of the yeah. decline begins. I mean, because the Ronda Rousey and the Victor Ortiz shit, like they're both goons, like, and they're still goons, like, I like I don't know what they were trying to do there. They, they were they were still doing good with the cameos, but like, are there there hidden cameos in here? Like, are we gonna see Schwarzenegger? Yeah, anybody? Like, what are we gonna do? Like, I don't I don't fucking know anymore at this point. I you know it's just I thought it was a kind of a cringy trailer. Uh, the cast again, it's just like. You're not going to bring me into a theater to see uh, 50 Cent, you know, and, and, and Tony Ja and, and Eco U.S. I mean, they're they're awesome martial arts. I mean, they're amazing yeah. people. I think they can do better than this. Uh, but, I mean, I, you're there to see action. You're there to see dumb, mindless action. And I you're love gonna Jason get that. Statham. I love, uh, you know, seeing... Um Fuck, what's this? Dolph, of course, making something here, too. And, you know, I still got some love for Stallone, but, like... I just feel like yeah, we're, we've hit the the end of the road for like this has to be the last one because I mean I'm not gonna come back and watch even fewer of I mean like I said the 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 the, the appeal of the first two or three movies was just shit the big works, names yep. man the big iconic '80s heroes and that number has dwindled a lot and I feel like this is just like a kind of like a last ditch effort to <laughs> yeah, milk whatever yeah, they yeah, can get yeah. out of that Megan Fox I, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith did get a good chuckle out of that was dude uh, the opening I was like yeah exactly yeah, Mr. Mr. Mrs. Mrs. Smith. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith yeah uh, that was pretty funny but uh, you know I don't know I, I just I'm not gonna go to see this in theater like I'm gonna be honest about that like I just don't think I want to really pay the money for that I'll wait for it. I'm surprised it's coming to the theater like why not just put it on something I don't know, create a new app and get it out. So Blanco, we just ran the cage yeah, one before it, this, man. We're uh, for it, dude. I think it's, C- it's Seagal is cage. way too busy for anything in Hollywood these days. Nah. Uh, doing sweet training videos and uh, eating dumplings somewhere else. So, so yeah, kind of a, a, a hit or miss trail. I mean, I know the franchise has done well and people really love it, but I just feel like it's kind of lose. The, Me too, Blanco. The, the more people they they lose from the originals couple of movies the farther they move from the first yeah yeah the less steam that thing has <laughs> heading into the line yeah. so 
Uh, Blanco, I gotta believe that's what he is. I gotta believe he's some variation of the devil or, or like an ascendant or an, an, an apostle of the devil or something like that. I don't know, but he's gonna be fucking dope. And it's Gonzo Cage. We're still talking about Gonzo Cage. We're still thinking about Gonzo Cage after we watch this show. That's how, that's how much we love Gonzo Cage. Mm-hmm. All right, Tone. Yes. Final topic. Final topic. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. We went and saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Now, this will be spoiler-free. Spoiler-free. We're not getting any spoilers. Uh, this was the highly anticipated follow-up to the 2018 fucking classic Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. An amazing movie. Uh, a movie that I, I still watch all the time whenever it's on TV. My kids love it. It's it's literally one of the per- most perfect like animated movies. It is mm-hmm. that good. It's just a great story. The animation... Everything about Into the Spider Verse was great, so there was a lot of like high expectations for this one. Mm-hmm. Tone, I know Spider Man is one of like the biggest like ones that got you into comics. Yep. Oh, yeah. I want to come to you first, man. Yeah, we walked out of the theater. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of Across the Spider Verse? I was Mach Ten Cloud Nine having a blast watching this from start to end. That was that was that for me. Like mm-hmm. the first one. I felt like when I watched it, I was surprised because I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I felt like I, while I clearly enjoyed the shit out of that one, like this one, I you know, it, sequels are tough. It is tough. It is tough. And uh, this exceeded it for me. Um, if you guys haven't checked out my short, I do dive briefly into that uh, as well, too. But um, it was it felt like it hit the it hit the pedal for me and just kind of went like. There was, uh, you know, some good perspective we got from Gwen's side of it this time, which I really enjoyed. I thought that was great. Um, but man, just everything that was going on, like certain chase scenes that happened, seeing all the spider people, uh, just, you know, from 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 the way they they explained how everything ties into everything, yeah. not just actually the 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 Spider Verse, you know, talking about canon events, but. To, to all of spider media whether movies video games i mean other cartoons comics literally you name it it links to it in some way some form or there's a nod to it there's a there's a, a 300 easter egg video out there that Spin <laughs> crush put out Nuts. that's 35 minutes fucking long that's just absolutely incredible and like while i'm watching this i'm and i was doing this a lot with you i'm seeing this i'm going this i'm like oh my god that's a reference to this or this is huge there is a cameo in this movie oh, yeah. that i about fell out of my fucking <laughs> he seat. did I now it. i had it ruined the night before i don't say ruined because you know i don't usually mind with that sort of stuff but um that i, I looked at that and i'm like that's fake that i'm looked at them like okay huh, huh, huh. and then it was real it's like zoink scoob like that's fucking <laughs> real but man it is like What I don't know how they just are able in, in, in animation form to make it feel like you are literally there when Spider-Man is swinging around, when, when Miles is doing his thing. Mm-hmm. There, there's some crazy scenes, and I, and I felt like this game, or this, this game, this movie had that high-paced velocity, and it just, I kept, I kept stopping and watching this, and I'm like, this is like awe-inspiring. Like, it just felt so huge, and like you were so part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's partly because of the, the color palettes they do, the animations. Yeah. They use those for like certain characters and certain emotions. The 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 way that, you know, you just like I felt like I was vibing into this movie and, and, and all bundled into this like fun, exciting nostalgia because of my love for Spider Man as well too. Sure. Um 
but also like just at the end of the day, a really good story. And yep. and you know, we already knew there was gonna be p- two parts to this, and I had kind of forgotten that. Right. Yeah, and we're it there watching. Really, it was really easy to because it doesn't even say part one right. at the beginning. It does mention in the credits that part two is two hours in, and we're ending. I'm like, fuck, I want more. I'm like, give me <laughs> where's the next one kind of thing. Like, I I need more already kind of thing. Um, and but that gives me excitement because hey, we got more coming as well too. So. Um, you know, really the only things that I would say to it, and, and you're probably going to touch it, and I'll just t- touch lightly on it because I did mention it before. You said, you know, it just didn't feel like it had that emotional attachment for mm-hmm. you that the first one did. And you're you're right. I think there was definitely a little bit groundedness, more more of that, like, emotion and more of that things. And this might have lacked a little bit in that to spread some of the love to some of the other characters. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like that the sheer actiony the 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 in just the the entire pace of the movie kind of made up for that for me sure so like i was like i said i was i was dialed in 110 percent in this yeah. movie and the 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 one thing i will definitely say is and i've seen the question pop up recently in, in the last few days this animated film is better than some of the live action comic movies we've seen recently not wrong and um i don't for me that's not a debate like i really think that they like and it's odd because like sony's live action movies are real hit or miss and more miss than hit right but this this does it and does it really well they did it with the first one and they were able to do it the second one and you know if if they can keep this wave going and stick that landing on the third one you're looking at a trilogy of movies comic based on one of the all-time greatest superheroes and comics I, you can't get better than that right uh no first of all uh i agree with most of what you said you know sony pictures animation first of all they continue to raise the bar with these movies i mean seriously the first one was an incredible movie uh this one takes that and just pushes it further because not every scene uses the same animation style. A lot of the stuff, there's so much variation depending on the mood, depending on what's going Weak on. Weak rebuttal. I mean, there's there's a Not lot you. of like different things. <laughs> there's a lot of different like moods and tones and whatnot that really yeah. kind of affects the animation style on screen. And I fucking love that part of it because it's so diverse. It's not the same thing. Um, I do like like I'm not saying this movie is completely devoid of emotion. There, it's not. There's right. some great scenes right. with Gwen and her father. There's some amazing scenes with mm-hmm. with Miles and his mother or even Miguel. that are really 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 great scenes. Like they're really great scenes. But the first one was just infinitely better because it's the first time we're introduced to Miles in this universe. Uh, the relationship with his father, the relationship with his uncle, and Miles struggle to kind of like embrace what he's supposed to be or what he wants yeah. to be i felt like just from start to finish the first one had a much more fluid emotional impact from yeah. every every aspect of the story mm-hmm. this one there was a, the, the the issue that i feel like i had with this one is the final act and again i am not saying this is a bad movie this is a fucking awesome movie but to me into the spider-verse is one of the most closest to perfect animated movies i've ever seen in my entire life mm-hmm. it nails literally everything mm-hmm. everything this one the final act gets heavy on action and i feel like a lo- it gets dragged out a little bit for the sake of fan service mm-hmm. it gets dragged out a little bit for the sake of fan service and i and i get it i mean people were hyped to see stuff and i was hyped to see stuff too but i felt like it got dragged out a little bit but it still sticks the landing 
for that empire type of ending where you're just like, fuck, man, where is this going? Right, 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 right. Like, right. I, like it legitimately got me fucking hyped. I'm like, okay, dude, this uh, an ending that I didn't see coming mm-hmm. that really knocked me out of my seat. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. That and that 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 sense of uncertainty. I mean, it, the third act was kind of messy, but it stuck the landing to the point where I was just like, okay, yeah, dude, I want to see what, <laughs> right, dude, right. It, to the point where I am super hyped for the second part two because they're setting it up, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be fucking dope. Like the way yeah. the, the the way they they have set the table. I'm excited about it. This is an awesome movie. I don't think it's better than the first one. The first one was literally, in my mind, one of the most perfect animated movies I've ever seen. This one is a great movie. That third act is just a little too messy to focus on fan service. It takes away from the struggle that Miles is going through, that Gwen's going through, that other characters are trying to come to terms with, where it's just kind of like, ah, this could have been shorter. They could have cleaned this up. But they still stuck the landing for a real strong ending. Yeah, I think that definitely, like, if I if I can probably target what you're talking about, was definitely fan service for uh, folks like me. And I, I, you know, I I did I ate it right up. Like you could have been eating a bowl of cereal out of somebody's ass, and I'd still have been doing it too. Like it is what it is. But yeah, the ending was dope, trick. The ending, it, like the way they set up part two, I was well, like, yeah, okay. how they kind of flipped it. They like, fucking so, nailed the landing. Least, That's the most important that, thing. You got to right. nail the landing. It's yep. just that everything leading up to that was just like it's it's a bit much, mm-hmm. but. They nailed the landing. I'm fucking hyped. Part two is probably going to be fucking incredible. And, and, so I'm hyped for it. And really, there there is some complex like storytelling that they did with it about really? Miles in particular, yeah. which was pretty unique. Um, and again, like I just how it ties literally fucking everything together, literally all of everything, and I mean that whole literally, mm-hmm. you know, to movies, to games, to this, to that, to to probably a lunchbox somewhere. I mean, fuck, they had the fucking, they had the fucking spider ATV in it for fuck's sake. And I was like, ah, the fucking Spider-Man cars in it. Like, no more spoilers. Fuck? I don't fucking care. That's not a big he one. doesn't care. Not that one. That's not a, well, if, if, I'm sorry, I spoiled. There's a spider car in it, guys. Come on. It's a valid point. Yeah, it was a valid point. Probably made like three comic book appearances. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Sorry. Get him, Cuddles. I managed to, Get managed to keep that under wraps. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. Um, I thought it was an awesome movie. It's, though, it's okay. a must-see. Like, it's, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it in the Spider-Verse, please see that. And then go out there and spend your, your, your hard-earned money and seeing this because it is worth every fucking penny. We can't say that necessarily with confidence with a lot of other live-action comic movies these days. Um, you know, it's a tougher debate, but this one's not a debate. No. It's 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 a great movie and it's it again this is one of the best <laughs> animated franchises now now that you got two movies this is an animated franchise and it's one of the best if not the best animated franchise out there right now like I said into the into the Spider-Verse hit me in ways that animation films hadn't hit me in decades mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean it was just literally one of the most perfect stories one of the best stories pacing was incredible animation was incredible this was a very 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 awesome follow-up i'm excited more excited for part two though like part two is set up to be fucking incredible can't wait to see where they go with it but overall man this is a movie you have to see in the theater and goddamn sony pictures gets a lot of shit but sony pictures animation you have set the bar once again Mm -hmm. how to make a fucking awesome animated film they just, they're lights out, man. It's an incredible movie that you need to see on the big screen. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. No, the Batman cameo is tight. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Spoilers, yeah, it's my, it's my favorite. Damn it, my dude. My favorite. My favorite. 
All right. That is it for tonight's show. Before Tone gets to the uh, housekeeping stuff, a couple updates for this week's streams. Tomorrow night, uh, we were fortunate to get a, go- a code for Amnesia the Bunker. So we're gonna st- I'm going to stream that tomorrow night. A good horror, a horror game jump into Amnesia franchises is, is well-renowned. So I'm going to do that tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Hop into that. I was going to stream it Friday night, but fuck, dude. Friday night is Diablo night. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to stay up and get drunk on Friday. So I'm going to stream Amnesia tomorrow. Get that out of the way. And then get loaded on Friday night for go. more Diablo. It was a, it was a coaching decision I had to make in the last minute calls because it was like, look, man, I mean, I could stream Amnesia on Friday night, but I need to get drunk on Friday night playing Diablo. So that's what I'm gonna do. That's the plan. That choice. Su- I'm sorry. How does it suck? I'm waiting for an explanation. How does that choice? How does that choice suck? Explain. I'm waiting. I'll wait patiently. Still waiting. Cuddles, no one's going to watch my amnesia stream. I'm doing it for YouTube. People are going to come watch you play Diablo and get dropped. Nobody's watching my fucking amnesia stream. I'm doing it on you. You can watch it on YouTube, though. You can watch it on YouTube. Evergreen. Evergreen, baby. I got to get out of the way so I can play Friday night, dude. I don't want to play amnesia on fucking Friday night. I want to play fucking Diablo and get loaded with you guys on Friday night. Absolutely. (laughs) YouTube. (laughs) He's not wrong. I'll watch it just to see you shit yourself. I'm probably going to, man. I'm going to turn the lights all off as low as I can, get those headphones turned up, probably shoot them for like an hour or two, check it out. But seriously, a big shout-out to a Dead Good PR. Broken up so the code for that. We'll check that out tomorrow night. Cool. And then Friday night, a Diablo stream. Sweet. Well, uh, as always, we appreciate you all for coming through and hanging out. Uh, the big things right now are make sure you're checking any of the Diablo streams when you can for Seven Dungeons, Cuddles, and uh, us on BNB as well, too. So if you want to get some of those drops, make sure to tune in throughout the next few weeks when you can to get some of those drops for Diablo. So, um, And, of course, don't forget to catch uh, Seven Dungeons live every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time for the best, best yarn spinning around in that Dungeons & Dragons goodness. Half-ass beer review always throughout the week, two or three times a week. Yours truly has been on a few episodes recently as well, too. Make sure to tune in on that YouTube and check out I some don't of get those invited. videos. Uh, well, he's usually home drinking and getting drunk. So, uh, so make sure to tune in for that as well too. And of course, Sunday nights, if you get a chance, don't forget to stop in. And when Cuddles is doing CWF, the Cuddles Wrestling Federation, but you, probably going to be Diablo for the next. I was going to say, man, I thought we were supposed to do a pay per view this week, but I man, Diablo is going to ruin everything. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's really going to be a thing. So, um, but other than that, uh, we're going to start gearing up here soon for um, promotions for. The Midland Mall Comic Con, a lot of stuff is going on. Second kinda, and third, we talked about a little bit about that. Like the contracts all set, everything's rolling. So we're you're gonna start hearing us talk about that a little bit more as we gear up for that next year as well too. So don't forget if you're uh, in the area or plan to be, they've already got hotel stuff ready. They've got blocks, so if you want to come up and stay, come hang out for a little bit. It's like 105 bucks a night, I think, right now the blocks that's going on. So pretty sweet deal that we got going on. But yes, that's of course uh, the second and third of March next year. So we're really excited about that. Um, uh, tons of vendors already signing back on lots of great stuff. Can't really, can't really wait for that uh, as always, but we appreciate you guys being here. We can't thank you enough for the things that you do, whether that's retweet, like sub, follow, 
share us whatever it is that you do any of that stuff especially showing up here of course uh anytime you can we super appreciate that uh that word of mouth is huge to us if you're on any of the streaming devices whether that's youtube or spotify itunes please leave comments like them tell somebody you know say hey these guys are great we enjoy them you probably enjoy them too you nerd um but leave those comments as well unless too. you're a Let fable fan apparently you can't like fable so yeah you play or play better games <laughs> Try that one too. I got a list. Holler at me. But um, other than that, no, no. All seriousness, uh, we really appreciate you guys. Every every chance you get, like you guys come hang out in the discords. You guys come play. You know, uh, Diablo with the clan as yeah, well. Get too. in there get and join up. Discord. You know, uh, live, laugh. Lilith is the clan. Join up, hang out, and let's have some fun together. So, but thank you so much, guys. As always, we appreciate you so much. That's gonna do it for tonight's show. We'll be live again next Wednesday, 9 p.m. We'll have a lot of stuff. A lot about. of video game. A lot news of video week. game shit that we're gonna be talking about. Maybe a conversation around Transformers. Depends if my boy here can get a viewing in. I'm taking the kids on Saturday, so I'm gonna go check out Transformers yeah. for sure. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Whether or not, regardless, we're gonna have plenty of shit to talk about next Wednesday, 9 p.m. right here on Twitch. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, comment, let us know what you thought, comment on any of the conversations. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. Hit that five-star review. Leave a nice review. It helps us get more exposure for the show, and we really appreciate that. For Fanboy Tone, I'm the Dude 79. We'll see you tomorrow night for Amnesia the Bunker, and then Friday night for more Diablo. Have a great night, everybody.